4: Happy afternoon, one and all. Rob Ellis, Barrett, Brooks, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What's up, B?
5: What's the deal, babe? What's the deal?
4: All good, man. All good. See everybody in the chat section. Mr. Taz, Jeremiah Showtime, Christian Eagles fan. Brandon, what's going on, everybody? We are hanging out. D-Gun's going to be joining us momentarily, so we'll have Gunner up in a little bit on this election day. I hope everybody got a chance, if they haven't already uh gotten out there just get out do your thing man Do you yeah i went to go vote
5: i went to go vote at um at the firehouse it's, it's literally two blocks from my house i go there and say oh you're in the wrong district i'm two blocks from my house i'm in the wrong place to vote like, come on now so i ended up having to go like like seven miles down the road to district three to
4: vote huh I didn't understand. I'm like, what, what happened? What? So, is that that's where you usually vote at the at no? The I used to,
5: at the firehouse where I vote.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's you weird. I mean? The
5: last, the last two presidents, I voted right there.
4: Huh? Okay. Maybe so they changed your zoning. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think there.
5: that's what it is. But why would you change it from the people right around the uh, the Firehouse?
4: Yeah, I don't. I, I was lucky, man. I, I'm telling you, like door to door, it probably took me ten minutes, like in and out, man. I I drove, got in, boom. Voted gone, I'd but in say. me saying that, I was in and out. Well, it took me tw- even with the
5: you know, taking up you know, alternative and, and, and going to other place. Out 20 minutes, I was back at the house.
4: Yeah, and, and props to the folks at you know, my local. Uh, they were great, man. They were mine,
5: too, man. It got me in and out. Yep. You know, I gave them my ID, they scanned mm-hmm. it the back, showed where I was supposed to vote. Boom, boom,
4: boom, I was done. Yeah, same thing. So it's easy, folks. Just get out there, do your the thing. It was easy. Yeah, it was,
5: it, it was no line. They keep the lines moving. You know, yeah. You know?
4: It will not tie you up, and if you work in yeah. like a regular nine to five, you have some time. I think the, what time the polls close—like seven thirty, eight o'clock, Barrett, something like that—you'll have time. You know, yeah. Well, so, look,
5: and 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 you know the inconvenience that you may think is an inconvenience for five seconds is not worth the next four or five
4: years. Oh, you know well saying? said. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so, ended the uh, the speeches from Barrett and I, but go do, your thing. <laughs> go do your thing. It was funny. I here's what I love, and this is not nothing to do with whatever just people in general so I'm, i some guy recognized we start talking and he says to me hey man philly's run was awesome i'm like yeah it was awesome i i said you know you bombed could it have you know would have been awesome but they would have wanted it yeah it was great now we're on to the eagles man i'm like oh i don't know if now we're on to the eagles they played all yeah, eight games. On, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm like yeah i guess so i guess we're kind of on to the eagles uh you know he's like well I've, i not that i've been paying attention but yeah you know, i've been really locked in the I'm like all right that's cool good and, and so then as I'm leaving, he's like, Hey man, what's up with the Sixers? And then he's he starts complaining about the Sixers. And it was great. You know, you get to talk a little sports with the people as you uh, as you wait in line, but it's all no good. question. No question. Um, so I, I mentioned Gunner's gonna be joining us soon. Uh, a couple other odds and ends. Sixers win last night, and Bede comes back. Barry goes to the line 16 times, hits all 16. He actually would I, and we'll talk Sixers later, but what I really uh was encouraged by his conditioning looked good. Like, he didn't look gassed to me after having missing, missed a couple games. We know that can be an issue with him sometimes. He looked like he was in pretty good shape last night. Good, good. I mean,
5: yeah. that was an issue that I thought we were going to be battling through um, like we usually do. But, yeah. I mean, evidently uh, we don't have to worry about that, so we're good. Knock on wood. Knock um, on wood. How they they look as a whole? You know, I mean, was the pace fast, pace
4: slow? What would what, what, they look like? I think they're still trying to figure some things out. I mean, it's hard because Harden's not playing, so it's this isn't – you know the group you're going to necessarily have out there. Uh, I, I think Maxi was off last night a little bit. He wasn't quite himself, um, and that's going to happen sometimes. I would say he's probably going to the hole. A little, he's, he's trying that floater, maybe a touch, a smidge too much. He's really good right. at it, but I think he's kind of banking a, on it yes. a little too much. And I think teams are expecting it and making it even harder. Now he's ridiculous at his the way he finishes, but I think they have to help. He's got to kind of. Diversify a little bit the game, just a, just a touch. um You know, all, all right. Tobias played pretty well, I, I think. You know, Phoenix lost Chris Paul early in the game, which hurt them. But I, I'm not going to lay that as a total excuse because the Sixers are playing without Harden.
5: Right. So, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, I
4: thought they looked pretty decent last night. I, it was you know pleasantly surprised. uh yeah, I'm looking at thank George Niang. Gives you 21. Yeah, dude, he was he was hitting everything, and I you know you can't always bank on that, but. It's such a bonus when you get somebody A hitting from deep range and B, you know a, a guy coming off the bench and giving you that is huge. He had seven threes last night so that was
5: seven three. that's crazy man that was that's big. Crazy.
4: I really like the Anthony Melton too, just for what it's worth. Uh, I thought that was a really good move when they traded for him from Memphis and I, I just like his game. I, he's a defender. he can handle, he can score it. He's a good combo player. he's a smart player. he's got a really high basketball. I, you watch him, he knows where to be. Um, it's probably my favorite offseason season edition that they made. Uh, and oh, I, seriously? yeah, I like him and I, and I like PJ Tucker cause he does all the dirty work and stuff like that. But, um, I'm a big fan of, of, of Melton. So that I like that move. I, I they, tell you the truth, Barrett there, you know, I don't know exactly what they are right now. I, I think I, we need to see a little bit more, um, to get a better vibe for them, but it was a good win last night. Nonetheless, I, I, you know, I don't care. The Phoenix is down uh, some parts to, to beat them is a good, is a good win. So mm-hmm. we'll, We'll dive into them in a little bit. We'll get some flyers in there as well. Um, Eagles, so today would be the off day and then back at it tomorrow. Barry, how about this? So they play the Commanders on Sunday. Prior to their loss last Monday, week. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, sorry. Yep. Uh, prior to the their loss uh, to the Vikings on Sunday, Commanders had won three in a row. What's interesting here is the Eagles are 11-point favorites in this game. This is the third straight week they've been double-digit favorites in a game. That's great. I can't remember a stretch like that. Right. It's it's it's
5: crazy in the aspect. We're talking about a team that you know, virtually from out of nowhere, to everybody else. You know, they weren't looking to the Eagles to be. Hi, anything, Mama Brooks. But, good morning, Mom. Good afternoon, Mom. They they weren't looking to be anything other than a team that was going to challenge Dallas. Yeah. For the NFC East, that's the only thing people were thinking about. You know, just us in our fish bubble. Yeah. We had higher expectations because we understood what we had. Well. For the most part, we were hesitant to give him all the praise. But, you know, I think Hertz has earned it now. But, you know, it, nobody really thought about Hurts being a guy that can be, you know, quantified as as literally the MVP um, of choice right now. Yep. And you know, he, right now, he's the leader in the clubhouse. He has to be, you know, especially what's going on uh, with the Bills, you yep. know, and their situation with, with yeah, Allen, Josh Allen.
4: Well, let's let's hit that real quick. So, and we'll we'll dig into it real heavy later in the NFL segment. But they're he they're having his elbow examined, Barrett, uh, for a, a UCL injury, which is serious, man. Yep. Like, we hear that with baseball players all the time. That's one of the issues that Bryce Harper, Harper's got that issue. Now, it, the the Bills kind of downplayed it, but if that's serious, man, that changes the whole landscape of the NFL. Exactly, exactly.
5: So, um, thinking of that. Who has to be the number one team? We have to be the number one team because our record number one. Well, you and I have been it, on this
4: for a while, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it it really, the over the last about three weeks, it, it bothers me when everybody just automatically goes Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. I mean, the yes. Eagles haven't lost. Exactly, yet. exactly. So, um, I look, I think the Eagles, even without Josh Allen's injury, should be considered number one right now if we're it, doing – If, if all, things being, right all yeah. things being equal, strength of our team – as far as
5: playmakers, and you you try to you try to you know really look at other teams or break down other teams and look at our team, man, there's not a lot of teams that there there are no teams that have the talent we
6: have.
4: Yeah,
5: you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And like I said, with all things being equal, quarterback situations or where the that's the only place in which you could say, all right, if you're talking about the top tier guys, that you can't put hurts above a Mahomes or. And Allen simply because they've proven it. They've right. done it for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. They've shown the ability to do this year in and year out, which is making yeah. them great. Hurts just started it really this year and becoming a great a great type of player.
4: Yeah, I, I just I think that, you know, and, and we're gonna talk to Jeff McClain coming up at one o'clock. But one of the you know, one of the big issues that we talk or well, one of the issues we talk about a lot with the Eagles is their their run defense and their and their tackling in particular and that kind of thing. But you know, when we have these discussions, I always try and point out if you go to any city like Buffalo, Kansas City, any of the teams that that are going to be in the running for this thing, there's an issue that that each and every one of those teams has. And I think you know the tackling can be correctable and can get better. I thought Nick Sirianni made a great point yesterday when he talked about you know one of the things is we really emphasize the turnover and we try and we're going for the strip a little bit more than we need to be. We need to be a little bit more disciplined with our tackling. Exactly, yep, that's yep. a fixable, teachable thing. You can get better at that. For sure, Bro, that's all they do is overcorrect.
5: They 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 overcorrect to the extent of all right. We're gonna make sure we implement Smith in the game plan. And what does he do? He goes out and have like hundred and sixty yards, one hundred fifty yeah. yards, because they're gonna make sure that he gets the ball. Same thing with Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard has not been a heavy target for us lately. We've got to make sure we get him going. And what do they do? Thursday they go, night, get him going. you know, yep. they and that's what they do. So uh, there will be an emphasis after tackling um, Detroit game. They tackled everything that wasn't tied down in the Minnesota game. So they'll get it done. They do things the old-fashioned way. They work on it. They go out there and make sure they put an emphasis on what they're trying to correct, and they do that. So I'm not going to worry about them tackling necessarily because I know they're going to correct it. I still have some worries about their run defense, and that run defense means – meaning. When they're getting to the second level, second or third level with their running backs, then that's a problem to me. That's really that's really guys the front seven up front not being able to take care of business, you know. So I think that would be that's a problem they're going to have to figure out, and as they go forward, it has to be something that they focus on.
4: Absolutely, and like I said, we'll we'll dig into that. And, And but you know the fact remains: Are you a little bit concerned about the run defense and the special teams? Yes, but there's overall. I I was pouring through some numbers today, Barrett. Their numbers are ridiculous. I I mean, just plus fifteen turnover. I don't know if we, you know, give that the kind of love it deserves. That's crazy. Yeah, (laughs) like the the second team to that is the Ravens are plus seven. They have eight. They're eight better than anybody else in turnover differential. I mean, anyway, so there's a lot of good and and most of their important numbers, like run defense, in, in terms of points left. They're averaging 16.9 points per game given up. That's fourth best. Okay? I keep – here we go with the bandwagon – the bandwagon stuff. We're just going to jump on them. But they're averaging less than 17 points per game allowed.
5: And, and, and let's, let's specifically – let's talk about this before we get to the next topic. Yeah. 17 points is the the, the, the factor. When, when defensive coaches, defensive coordinators factor in, what is a great point in which you can stop a team to keep your success rate of winning – at a high level yes and 17 If you keep a team below 17 points and more than likely win like 80 percent of the time
4: exactly If you
5: keep them under 17 most teams average right around 23 24 points a game yeah so 17 they're at 16 points a, a full almost almost a full, full touchdown almost yeah
4: that's crazy yeah and if, in contrast they're scoring 28 per game that's second best in the nfl so you know, you, you, there's a lot of good here with this team. We'll get in, and I'll, I'll give you some commander stuff that, that I dug into a little bit uh, with them and Heineke and, you know, how, how this is all going to look. So we'll we'll do that at 1. 12.30, we're going to have Jim Salisbury. He's going to join us Barrett. We're going to talk about Philly's free agency. It was an interesting day yesterday. Some of this we got in show. Some of it we got before show. But just to give you sort of the highlights of this, the team declined the $17 million option for Gene Segura. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be back but they're not going to pay him that kind of money. So, he's going to hit the free agent market. They picked up Nola's contract, which was he's a steal at 16 million. Yeah, Um Eflin, they had a mutual uh option which both sides had to just had to agree on. The Phillies wanted him back. Eflin decided to test free agency. It was 15 million for for Eflin. So, he's taking a little bit of a gamble considering his injury history. Well, but you, you got to think of it from this aspect, Rob.
5: Yeah. You're a, on a World Series playing team. And yep. you were – not only was he – he could have been a starter, but he was a bullpen guy. He did both of them. So his value kind of went up because he was able to do both of them. So you look at, you know, how he's looking at it and how his agent is looking at it. Hell, we can go out and get way more than that in the market. Mm-hmm. So I mean, why wouldn't you? He can well, go somewhere become and get paid like a starter.
4: Right. That's no, opposed you, to being a bullpen guy. You make a great point. I, I there's he's doing this in large part based on advice he's getting from his agent who must know what the with the field unless this guy just completely whips on what the field is. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh he's gotta have a good handle on it. But yeah, you make a good point. So we'll we'll get into that with Jim. So Jim at twelve thirty, Jeff McLean at one. Uh we'll do a little little sixers and, and flyers combo hybrid uh at 1:30 NFL talk at 2 uh, it sounds like uh Jerry's pushing real hard to get Odell Beckham Jr. He was on on his radio show today saying he looks so yeah. good with that star on he his looked, helmet. Yeah, yeah. He yeah.
5: looks so good with the star sitting on yeah. his helmet. That God. that's the, that's the type of player that I want. Yeah. I got to do whatever it takes, you know, you yeah. know money's not the, the issue. I'll write any check we need to write to get this guy on our team. Yeah. So, <laughs> G-
4: Jarrah, Jarrah pushing for uh yeah, for o- Ob. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be coming up at uh, at two o'clock. We'll also do buy sell oh. at two o'clock. Yeah. You know what you did, man? Hi. Why did you jinx
5: our guy with the Ravens? Uh did hey, jinx? Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, um, receiver for uh, G. Jacks. D. Jacks. Oh, D. Yeah. You said after the first game. He's going to come up with a hamstring injury. And what happens? He can't stay healthy, man. <laughs> Would you jinx him, though? Come on, man.
4: I, he can't stay healthy. <laughs> I don't know. That's I, the first I, thing you said it was
5: going to happen? And what I, happened,
4: bro? And I don't blame Baltimore. They're so decimated at the receiver position. I don't blame them. But it's, you know, it, it's he. I, I. it was funny. He's wearing number 15. I'm used to him either being like 10 or 1 or whatever. And, and he caught one at one point. I think it was like in the third. Maybe it was the second. Yeah, It was yeah. called back. It was called back. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, my takeaway from that game is, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm the saints and I know we're all over the place, but uh, if I'm the saints, I'm just throwing Jameis Winston out there for the rest of the year. I, you know, oh, yeah. you know what Dalton is, you know what this is with Taysom Hill. It, it's just, what, what what, are you doing? You know, and I don't love Jameis either, but I, I don't know. I don't love anything, but
5: Crystal Lave.
4: I Kamar, love
5: a lot of it. Yeah. Kamara Kamar is really good, man. Yeah, I feel like he's being wasted. They're not using him near enough, and, and the way he's supposed to be yeah. uh played. You know, he he is he's a phenomenal player. And that offense line is getting busted up. Defense, you know, can't stay healthy either. I mean, mm-hmm. they lost their uh, um other defensive end also.
4: Yeah, they're a mess. Yeah that, yeah, that yeah, hey, by the way, that with that loss, they have the sixth worst record in the nfl which means the eagles that pick is number six right now wow Howie, Howie just straight up assassin man just doing his thing um all right so here's the question i have for you We, we mentioned this a little bit earlier barrett it's uh you know election day today midterm election so i'll throw this at you and this is present day this is not all time okay present day you had to vote and you're voting for president of Philadelphia sports. I'll throw some options at you. All right. You can, you can do your own write-in vote too. All right. Howie Roseman. Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni. Jason Kelsey. Bryce Harper. Joel Embiid, Rob Thompson. Jay Wright. I'm sure I'm missing some obvious ones. If you want to, you want to fill in with your own, and you had to vote. Who would it be? Who are you voting for for Philadelphia president? Philadelphia sports president. Right? I got to go with the offensive line. Man. And I want everybody chiming in, by the way, in the, in the chat room as well. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, you're going to go offensive line. I got to go with Kelsey. Kelsey, hard to argue that. I mean, how could yeah. you not? He's the man of the people. He is. He he reminds me a lot. Of a guy
5: that can run a country, then go have a beer with you. Yes.
4: Yes. He strikes you as an everyday man. like a. Re- he's not He's not rolling up with an entourage. He's not, you know, never. I've seen him in, in, in local establishments like arm wrestling people and having and, a beer with people. He's he down floor, bartending, you know, all that. He doesn't need the Secret Service. Yeah. <laughs> you right, know what I'm saying? Right,
5: right. <laughs> they got to <laughs> reel him in. You know, they. they <laughs> He's, he's supposed to be running politics, and he'll go out and go buy him a couple of cows and and, and and steers or something, you know, put <laughs> in the field somewhere. Yeah, that's probably, you know, he'll he'll probably have his brother be the troubled brother that's a vice president. Or yeah, like you know?
4: when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, so there's two there's two examples of that. When I was when we were little little kids, Jimmy Carter was the president. His brother, uh, what was his name Billy, I think it was Billy Carter, was was a bit of a whack job. And then there was Roger Clinton. Remember Roger Clinton, yes, who was yes, Bill's brother. <laughs> yes.
7: <Clinton. laughs> yeah. Now I'm not exactly. saying Travis
4: Kelsey is those guys, but Travis Kelsey is 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 a little fiery, a little more fiery. Absolutely,
5: that's for sure. man. Absolutely. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Because that's exactly where I see it too. It's yeah. exactly where I see it. Yeah. But could you that imagine that he's sitting there in the White House?
4: Oh man, you know
5: what I'm saying? And 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 there's no. <laughs> He'd be doing whatever he wanted, like
4: some clown in Russia. And you're like, no, dude, no, no we don't need this. We don't need it, man. Don't do it, Jason. <laughs> no way.
5: No, this is what we're going to do. We're going to drop me off yeah, in yeah. the middle there and see if I come back. All right. Who's gonna, who's
4: going to come back? You know,
5: <laughs> he's just one of those guys. So, obviously, Kelsey, Kelsey would be the best.
4: Oh, my God. And, running and this Chris, country, Chris has a pretty good point here. I'm torn between Kelsey for his longevity, consistency, down-to-earthness, and Hurts. For his leadership vision and steady emotion. <laughs> she makes a great point. Hertz, absolutely, yes. Hertz would never go too high, too. Like there could be all kinds of craziness going on, and he'd just be like, All right, we're gonna stay the course, man. Everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> so that's what it is. We'll have Hertz as the quarterback, and you'll have uh,
5: you have Kelsey as the vice president. Oh, have, that's
7: pretty good, that president.
4: man.
5: President, you know, president hurts. President
4: Hurts, Vice President Kelsey. And uh, you know, and then you have Kelsey
5: back there. Let's blow them bitches up. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the
4: red phone right now. <laughs> yeah, said, Chill, dude. I, I got it. It's all right, man. That would be pretty fun. You know who would be good, though, in that role? Like, Jay Wright is as smooth as it gets. Like oh, in yeah. terms of, like, being diplomatic and being yes. able to handle certain situations. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Kinda, all right. Uh, he yeah. would pull
5: all the right strings. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He would, you know. He probably, he would be the best dress president we have. All oh, time. there's not,
4: not even a doubt about that. <laughs> That's not even a question. That's an ah, da, da.
5: Right, uh, right. Exactly, man. Yeah. It's exactly. No, there's uh, no doubt. But man I'll man, tell you, if, if you're president.
4: looking for the guy who's just like dealing right now, Howie. Howie's on fire. Bro, we would, we would, we would be killing the Euro right now. <laughs>
5: <reason>. <laughs> right. Well, now this has been, this is like. As far as you no know, dollar for dollar, dollar for euro, this is the yeah. closest we've been. Yes, you know, as far as as, far as the price of a euro and the price of the United States dollar, we're we're, we're very close right now. Yeah, it used to be almost you know two for it one. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, we're we're real close, really close right now. So, but at this point, man, I, I don't know, man. I mean, can you be how, how we would have them out there? Do, I mean, he'd be
4: he'd tra- be taking some risks, but it'd all be working out.
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take this island over here and this country right here and you take that, you know.
4: Oh, speak, speaking of press, President Gunn joins us.
8: What's up, Gunn? What's up, I'm bro? T- I'm telling you now, if you vote for me, everybody, go to your local grocery stores, free ribs for everybody. Oh, <laughs> free ribs?
4: Forget <laughs> it, man.
8: And my, my press secretary, Barrett Brooks, is more than willing to grill or smoke them. <laughs> I would have um, to do that.
4: Well,
7: hold on, my, man. My,
8: my vice president of palate, Rob Ellis, is willing to taste everything that you grill before I even attempt to consume anything that is not made by me. I'm the, I'm the test
4: pilot. I like it. I like
8: it. So My we- name is Derek Gunn, and I authorize this message.
4: Yes. Well, here, here's the question I have for you, Gunner. We're just, we're just kicking around. Yes. If you could vote for somebody for Philadelphia sports president, okay? Philadelphia sports president? So I threw Howie, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Sirianni, Kelsey, Harper, Embiid, Rob Thompson, Jay Wright were just some of the names that I threw out. You know, and you can so, do a write-in.
8: You can so, do whoever you want. Oh, okay. Then I have my write-in. All right, Pat Croce. Pat Croce. Wow, yeah. well, that's a good poll right there. Yes. Yo, Pat Croce. He's okay. On. Wow. Yeah. Pat Croce. Uh, you know, he was here when I first got to this market, and he was not your typical owner. No. He was a fan. He was energetic. He was out among the people. Um, he welcomed any. You know, I would watch that man in parking lots, walking down halls. Um, he would embrace any and everybody who came up to him.
4: That's a really good name. Absolutely, That's a really good um,
8: You. So when you said that, it automatically clicked. And it, the list of names you gave were outstanding. An outstanding list. Um, but. Uh, just Pat Croce just came to me. Boom! I
4: remember he was. I think this was before. It was either before the Sixers played the Lakers in the finals, or <clears throat> it might have been the semifinals. Right. He bungee jumped off like the the in, in, like down like the, the Schuylkill River off of. A, I forget what bridge it was off of. It's like the Walt Whitman or or I can't remember or Ben Franklin. I can't remember.
8: Right. I'm like, this dude is nuts
9: yes. in a good way. Yes. <laughs>
8: right. <laughs> you know what, Even you know what, Rob, even when things are going bad with the team, people love Pat Croce. Yeah. yeah. They
7: yeah
8: even they when things are going, and think about this, I don't care what market you're in, but when things go bad, we automatically start at the top. We want to blame the owner, trickle down to the GM, then the coaches, then the players. When things were going bad, Pat Croce, didn't hide from anybody. Yep. And people love Pat Croce because he was real. You know, most owners of teams are always encircled by security people. You know, they'll shake a few hands, but they do keep the distance. Not Pat. Not Pat. He was very accessible. Right? Yes. And, and how may, Think about how many times you had him on your show, Daily News Live.
4: Oh, man, all the time. And the other the, thing, he would do, like, real town halls. <clears> like, like he, yes. would, he would sit there, uh, tell me what's going on, and, and, like, really make an effort to correct, hey, I didn't, I couldn't get my ticket, so there was an issue with this, and you know, you whatever. And he would really legitimately like a lot of times that's just smoke and mirrors. Where you're like, yes, "Okay, I'll yes. I'll take it under advisement." Yes. Sure, you will. Like he really cared about that stuff. What What makes
5: me really, really say that was a great um, pitch by you, Dunner, Was yeah. his relationship that he had with yes. the yes. answer? Yeah, they should be had with. Yes, his, he's the only guy that kept him going in the right and,
8: direction. Yes, exactly. You know, true. True. You know so how difficult anytime, that was?
5: It. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> during that time when he was that guy, yeah, yeah it's real. it was the man there. So to have that type of respect from a guy like AI means you're really, really a good dude.
9: yep
8: no, so, no, that's so great. When, when Rob ran down the list, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm going to have to pick from one of the lists. And then as soon as Rob said, right in, I said, boom, slam dunk. Perfect. Pat Croce. Perfect. Hey, you know, right. I, know, I know we got to go to break real quick, yeah. Rob, because you and I, I, and I've been, this, I've been meaning to mention this before. Uh, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago and, you know, we have such a great group of people on our stream. No, we do. Uh, some very quick-witted people, funny people, insightful people. And, you know, Rob and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, and we want to try to expand this forum. Yep. So if you guys have a legitimate question, I mean legit, not off-the-wall crazy stuff. If you have legitimate questions about a topic we're talking about, something that's on your mind, and we can somehow weave into the show, send your questions to the chat, in all yes. seriousness. If you want to ask a question of a, sub- a a guest we're talking to at that time, if we think it's a great question, you know, Rob and I, Barrett and I, we'll look at it, boom. We'll ask that question for you and give you mention, give you props for asking a question. You know, but uh, Rob, you, I, I, I kept saying, Rob, you know, not, I'm going to mention this and I'm going to mention this. I keep forgetting about it, so. All right, well, let's do that. Let, let's get a quickie here. We'll get a timeout. Quickie! Uh, we're going to come back. And, I vote for a quickie.
4: Yes, the the man might who did, have
8: said that taking a lot have of been in trouble.
4: The man who did an amazing job uh, chronicling <laughs> and continues chronicling the uh, the Phillies journey in this unbelievable playoff run for NBC Sports Philadelphia will join us the one and only Jim Salisbury. Quick time out, we come back. Jimmy's going to join us. We'll talk about the uh, the run and free agency and all that good stuff. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take.
2: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the
10: gallery go for the win go to ocean visit the oceanac.com to plan your visit since 1977 at rafferty Subaru we've always been about our customers and the community early on a safe and durable option We've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why.
3: The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement.
4: And happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back. And we are Sports State, Jacob Sports' YouTube network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Joined now uh, by the man who's chronicled the Phillies and done an amazing job for NBC Sports Philadelphia. You can follow him on Twitter, at NBCs Jim, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm good, Rob.
11: How are you guys doing? Jim, good, seriously, man, man
4: unbelievable good. job uh, during this run. You, you, did, you did a phenomenal job. Best of job. the best. Yeah, just accounting for everything that went down. And I, I got to ask you, like, how – you're obviously an objective sort of and guy, been doing this for a very long time. But how fun was this run? It's been a while since
11: they've been in the postseason, just for you personally. Yeah, it's it, been a long time. Um, I think this was my 16th or 17th World Series, uh, and I hadn't done one in you know since the last time they were in it, '09. Uh, but the entire run was fun, um, and it's, it's amazing how fragile it was because mm. it, it might not happen if. They don't have that top-of-the-ninth-inning rally in St. Louis if all-star closer, who might have been the best closer I saw all year um, in regular season meetings at Ryan Helsley. It might have been an entirely different postseason if he didn't have that meltdown. But um, it was – yeah, it, hey, it was a fun – I mean, you guys know what I say all the time is the reason I got in this business and I like telling stories. I'm a storyteller. And, um, you know, that was a great story and it was fun to tell. You know Jim, what? You know they what would called me a liar um, if I'd have said that, Jim. They, they, they said if you're a
5: storyteller. He's been. I was. I was a liar. Yes, they, that's what D Gun would have said to me.
11: Well, you, know you know are a saying. liar. So, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, you, you tell. the you, you storytelling and uh reporting, and you know, it was just uh, there was a there was a lot uh, to 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 dig into in the month of. You know, they called it Red October, but gosh, it spilled into five days into um, November. into November. So right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was really fun to see the town embrace it. I mean, they only had three sellouts all year.
8: Wow. That is crazy.
11: Yeah. And then they go and have eight of the most electric sellouts you ever have seen. And the crowd was, the the crowd was a legitimate factor Mm -hmm. uh, in those home games. And some really experienced people in in sports have said that, you know, from the manager of the Padres to um, some of the, you know, There was a – Reese Hoskins was telling me a story. uh, One of the Braves reached first base, and there was a little pause in the action. The guy just looked around. I forgot who it was. But he looked around, and he goes, wow, this place is freaking
8: nuts. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, 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 Jim, I have to ask you this, because you said off the top, it it was great to be able to go through a run like this. But it had been more than a decade since you had had to do all this extensive traveling like that. So you go from St. Louis to Atlanta. Uh, San Diego, and then Houston, as it's, it's much as you enjoyed, was it ever ever mentally, physically taxing yeah. at times?
11: Yes. It, you, know, you know, travel always is. And I've been yeah. doing it for over 30 years. I've been doing it since I got, I got out of college. Um, and the Phillies finished with a three-city road trip, 11 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, three in Chicago, four in Washington and three in Houston. So you mm-hmm. tag that on to. It was a long. It was a long time on the road, and um, you know, when you cover the postseason, the games get over so late, uh, and your time in the clubhouse is longer than usual. Um, it's just a lot more information gathering, and then you you get upstairs and you you've already written an eight hundred word story that gets filed at the last out. Now you're going to write something else. And, you know, you're driving home at 3.15, 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> you know, stop at Wawa and get some, some drinks to keep you awake. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, well, it's not. it was kind of harrowing at the time. but So I was supposed to fly back to Houston for game six on the off day. I had a nice noon flight on the off day. And um, I get a text from American Airlines saying my flight's been canceled. I got that text at like five in the morning. My flight has been canceled, and they put me on a six o'clock a.m. the next day. Oh, oh my goodness! The deal here, well, um, there was such an exhausting run. (laughs) That six, I think it was a six thirty flight the next day, and my eyes opened at six eighteen. I missed my flight. Oh, oh. So thank God the nice lady from American Airlines, you know how you always get the computer. I got somebody to answer the phone like That's a a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. On the second (laughs) ring and the first words out of my mouth were, She said, Can I help you? I said, Yes. Can you help save my life? (laughs) um, So she got me on a flight. She said, You're gonna have to hustle for this, you're gonna get to the airport by like, you know, eight thirty. So I hustled to the airport I had to go to Nashville, Dallas. Houston Ooh. and um, you know I got there a few hours before the game I made it but it was a long and I, I actually made it to do my TV hit with Sean Kane, right. um, and Corey Seidman uh, like I made it by about 10 minutes it was mm. a, it was it was it was a horrible day. And then, and then the team loses, and I get to the hotel at 3.30 in the morning, check into the hotel at 3.30 in the morning, and check right back out at 7 o'clock to make notes oh. at nice home. home.
4: Oh. Yeah, that's that the is, life, man. That's the well, life. Jim, let, let me ask you. We would have never known from your writing. You were you were, you were spot on. Um, I haven't had a chance to ask you this. We haven't. We'll get into the whole big picture here with free agency. But what did you make of game six? I, I know there's a lot of – you know, heat coming down on Rob Thompson for the, for, you know, I personally, if you don't hit, you don't win and they didn't hit, but that's just right. me. What did you think of him lifting Wheeler in that situation?
11: I, I thought it was what he had done the entire postseason. Yeah. Um, you know, Alvarado was up that whole inning. It's, uh, you know, I'm sure they showed it on TV, but he was warming up the whole, whole inning and you knew, you knew Alvarez and Tucker were coming up that pocket and you knew he was going to do that because he had done it all postseason, And, um, you know, he pops out of the dugout and puts his hand up immediately. Wheeler had his back turned, but, you know, the whole ballpark you knew he was coming out even before Wheeler did. Um, You know, he did the same thing in game three against um San Diego at Citizens Bank Park. If you remember, Ranger Suarez is dealing mm-hmm. through, I want to say five innings, 68 pitches, which is a big number in Philly, Philly's history, 68 pitches. Oh, um, boy. He, and he lifted him and went to the bullpen and boom, 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 got all the outs, and they took the series lead and never looked back. So that's the way he had operated the entire postseason. It didn't surprise me. Talking to guys after the game, it didn't surprise them. Wheeler said he was taken aback. I think that was his way of saying um, – obviously, he. I don't think he was going to come out and rip his skipper, but I think it was his way of saying he disagreed with the move. And, you know, that's fair. He was dealing. I mean, he was firing. You know, I, I was charting pitches in that first inning, and he was like 99-99, slider, 99-99, slider. It's was like – he was – you know, as Mudo had that great quote about he had thunderbolts coming out of his uh, – lightning bolts yeah. coming out of his uh, fingertips. So, you know, Rob had operated the way he operated um, the entire postseason, um, you know, kind of going for that game's win, and, and it, it backfired on him. It backfired on him. Um, You know where I think any sport uh, coach or manager can think out the strategy, plot out the strategy, have good reasons for doing the strategy, and if the athlete doesn't execute it, the manager looks like a dunce, Uh, and that's what happens. So, if he sticks with Wheeler there, and we and Wheeler gives up a you know two hopper Mm -hmm. off the wall to Alvarez, who was a great hitter. Everybody's going to say, well, why didn't you run this game the way you run every other game this postseason um, and, and go to the, your matchup there? So unless the athlete executes, you're going to look bad. It's like in the – it's like Red Sox-Yankees in 03. If, I mean, Grady Little sends Pedro back out there uh, when everybody thought he was done. If Pedro gets three outs, Grady Little's a hero. Right. And mm-hmm. now – You know, you can't even mention his name in Boston. So the move didn't work. It backfired. Um, You know, maybe at that moment you want to manage with a little more like in the moment feel because Mm -hmm. Wheeler was dealing. Um, But, you know, he was going to. They had that stuff scripted, you know, long before that. If we get to this pocket of the lineup, this is the guy we'll go uh, with. And it had worked throughout the postseason, and it blew up on their face on the last night, and they all walked out of there disappointed. Uh, I can't tag a World Series loss on the manager. I can say the rule mm-hmm. didn't work. And, and that's the life of a manager. Um, but who, who gets no hit and wins a World Series? Seriously.
4: Yeah, right.
7: yeah, right. Yeah, Who, who scores
11: three runs game?
4: in three games, uh, Jim, and right. wins it's a like, World Series? They
11: hit, like, 080 the last yeah. three games. They yeah. – they, they got no hit in a World Series. Who gets no hit and win a World Series? Who strikes out 71 times and wins a World Series?
7: Yeah.
11: Uh, this, you know, this – they they lost that battle, but I don't think it was the reason they won. They lost the war, if that yeah, makes, yeah. Sense. Yep, it makes, makes sense. That makes a
5: lot of sense to me. God just thought, you know, we're supposed to be a hitting team. We didn't hit.
11: Um, and the Astros have great, great pitching. Better team. Yeah. Better team, yeah. great power pitching, and the Phillies have some awfully big swings. And power pitching and big swings sometimes are a bad mix. I should say oftentimes are a bad mix. And it, it proved to be over the last three nights. Yeah,
8: yeah it, well, it, 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 it did. Go ahead, Derek. And I'm sorry, uh, Jim, we uh, we have a lot of a lot of people in our chat room that want to ask good questions. And yeah. uh, one of them is, is, you know, okay, the million one – one of the several million-dollar questions is, because we've given our take on it, but I want the expert opinion. Um What happened to the bats in game four, five, and six? I mean, like Rob said, three runs, nine hits. We can say pitching, but there's also the other element of it as well. So how would you definitively definitively describe why the bats went silent? I I hate to say
11: it was pitching, but it was pitching. (laughs) Um, It's it's the oldest truism in the game that pitching can stop hitting. Yeah, We saw some really quality – pitching. And as I mentioned, you saw a big velo and big swings. That can be a bad mix. If you look at the guy, they lit up McCullers. It's yeah. a guy who relies on his, his, his breaking stuff. Excellent slider, excellent curveball. The Phillies came out, they were all over that stuff and he was leaving it over the heart of the plate. And they did a lot of damage. They hit five home runs. After that, they saw a big velo, and it just, it just wasn't a good match. Um, you know, some of their right-handed bats. You know, Ray Amuto hits that big shot to the wall that the kid makes the catch on. I mean, that ball was well struck, but he didn't do a lot offensively in the mm-hmm. series. Cassianos didn't do a lot offensively in the series. It was like if 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 Harper and um, Schwarber weren't doing damage, they weren't doing damage. Um, the Astros' power right-handed pitching and their power left-handed pitching with, with Valdez. I mean, just the Astros' power pitching did a real, real number on the Phillies' right-handed bats. I mean, it's been a streaky offensive team since day one, um, and they went on a poor streak at the wrong time and started with the no-hitter, and I go back again. like Honestly, when they were no-hit, I, I, I thought it was it was just a matter of time. I didn't There's think they we were going back from that. Mm. Um and, you know, maybe they would if, if Real Realmuto's ball hits another foot up off the wall. It might be a and then Harper's coming to the plate and he's the magic man. Oh. And you never know. But yeah. I didn't have a good feeling after the no-hitter. Mm.
4: Jimmy, let, let me ask you, it, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. It already has started uh, with with some of the decisions they have made and players have made. But I want to start with Harper. Um, y- your best sense of this elbow situation, he's already lost a month and that's a, look, that's a, an issue you'll, you'll you'll take that any day of the week that you lose that month um and I, your story today which was great there's sort of two options it seems like one is not as invasive which hoskins had i know it was the non-throwing elbow and he's a first baseman mind you but he got back relatively quickly the other one is a is a bigger deal uh, what's your sense of where this stands and and is there any idea you know what we're looking at here in terms of a timetable
11: it depends on what they end up doing and in- I guess there's still a chance they end up doing nothing. You know, maybe the MRI and the examinations show that there's been significant healing and they're going to treat it another way. Uh, Maybe they determine that the tear is still present. They need to go in there and look at it and determine if it's full blown Tommy John, or if it's that other procedure uh, that takes less of a time to come back from. So, you know, I don't know, but I know with the timetable and whatnot, they're, Definitely digging into it this week. Uh, the, you know, Harper's a very private guy. Mm. He doesn't want this stuff out there. So I think I, – I don't know if he's going to have surgery, but we all know it's been a possibility, right, since day mm. one. Yep. I think mm. if he has surgery, there's a chance we hear about it after it happens. Like it uh-huh. comes out that, okay, Bryce Harper had surgery yesterday and went as expected and here's what the procedure was and here's what the timetable. Um, so, uh, I don't think they're going to give these blow by blow updates. And, um, um, uh, I don't think, and I think you can try to get them, but you're not, you're going to kind of hit, you're going to kind of hit a wall because I think he wants to keep it under wraps. And so I get, you know, surgery is still a possibility and they will know more after, uh, this post season evaluation that has long been planned. And I'm assuming, and you know, it has to be going on this week because he wants to get back as fast as possible. I mean, if he has the full blown reconstruction, which is also known as Tommy John surgery, there's a possibility he could be back. You know, I'd say in the first half of next season, or you know, um, with much of the first half remaining, because he's not a pitcher that doesn't require as long a rehab time, and he could come back as a DH, much like Otani did a couple years ago with the angels, if it's that lesser procedure, which Reese Hoskins had, it's a four to six month. And, you know, he might be back as a DH and be back in the outfield before, you know, it. I just think it's all, it's all in front of us. And, right. and, and we're going to, we're going to find out. Um, but like you said, he's lost a month of potential recovery time, but you make that trade off any day of the week to go mm-hmm.
8: to the world series. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Jim, uh, the Phillies waste no time picking up Nola's option. Uh, Eflin declines his option. So, two questions The one. Do you think, real quick, that Eflin and his his um, his representation feel that after what he did in the playoffs, uh, they can make more money out there in the open market? And number two, what do you do to strengthen not just the bullpen but the pitching staff in general? Well,
11: I think you need uh, another quality starter, another big starter. I mean, you got Wheeler and Nola. Nola is almost thirty. Wheeler's in his thirties. I think he's thirty-two and you don't, you know, he had that late season elbow problem. He had late season arm fatigue. He came back firing great sign, but um, both those guys have carried an awfully heavy load. I think you need to, you need to, um, and we, we saw what Houston did with the pitching. You need to upgrade mm-hmm. the pitching. I think they could be a player for a quality starting free agent pitcher, like a Carlos Rodon. Mm-hmm. Um And as far as Eflin goes, yeah, I think that's exactly their thinking. Um, yeah. um you know, decline it. Cause I don't think the Phillies are going to pick up that 15 million dollar option. I, I know they weren't with, with the health, con- health concerns, but you know, he did come back, he threw the ball well. And I think there's enough teams out there looking for pitching, including the Phillies that he, maybe he can get a multi-year deal somewhere. It doesn't preclude them from um, the Phillies from continuing to talk to him. And um, but, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to get out there, but it behooves him to, to go see what's out there and, and take a look. Uh, it's unfortunate he had the knee issues flare up again this year mm-hmm. heading into his um, free agent year. But if he could ever put that behind him, it's a healthy arm. It's yep. a healthy arm, and that's a that's a good thing. So he'll see what's out there, and maybe it's right back here with the Phillies on maybe another one-year deal, stay healthy, get back out there next year, or maybe it's somewhere else. But uh, he's keeping his options open. Segura, is, uh, they declined his option. I expect him to move on. Um, so you know, we'll see. They got they got work to do this offseason. I think they need more starting pitching. I think they need more. They need another hitter. They need more contact in the lineup. I mean, a lot all of right. people have been fantasizing about Trey Turner for months. What a great yeah. he would be, but you know, he's going to be expensive. And you also need a you need a top you know top tier arm as well. If the, the fans and the organization and ownership all get a taste of it this year, and they want more,
5: mm-hmm. If you're really going to
11: get more. You're going to need pitching.
5: Well, Jim, then put your GM hat on in order of importance. Uh, a, a consistent 300 hitter, a starting pitcher, two bullpen guys. What would your – <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah.
11: Put him on the spot. Uh, You're the GM. You know, I'm a big pitching guy, but I'm also – I love Trey Turner. He's like my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would do wonders. You put him at shortstop, put Stott at second. You could bat – um, Turner anywhere he could lead off, steal bases, makes every play, runs. He's terrific. Um, he'd be a guy I'd be really in, intrigued about getting. I also love Rodon. Uh, he'd be a nice guy to get. Uh, you do have some young pitching coming, and I think we're going to see some of it next year. But you know they're going to be careful with it, and it takes an adjustment period to get into the big leagues. Um, so one, of, you know, I probably would think about trade Turner very seriously. Mm-hmm. And um but I certainly would think about starting. Uh, you need some starting pitching as well. I don't know which way they'll go there. he, right,
8: didn't, I, answer I, he didn't answer it. He didn't answer it. I he did I kind do of, one, no, 1 2 or 3 would Hey, today is today is voting that he did the the politically correct thing. <laughs> he gave you the politically correct answer.
11: I well, it depends on what you can get. If I my my I'm going to let my personal feelings. I I'm a big trade turner fan. I would okay. I would there love to see him in the lineup. Uh-huh. But he's still going to do something with the pitching. Yeah. Yep. So, um, if Trey Turner's going elsewhere, I would maybe hop on Rodon. Uh, but I, I like them both. It's like, you know, Mantle or Maze. I like them both. <laughs> well,
4: uh, Jim, let me ask you. It's, you know, Reese Hoskins is an interesting case. He, he's been here for a long time. He's a good soldier. He's great in the clubhouse. Everybody knows that. But there are some fatal things with him. The, the, the fielding being the first and foremost, he's streaky as heck with the bat. Odds he gets moved, and they, and they do something either with one of the outfielders goes to first, Bohm goes to first. What do you think about Hoskins?
11: It's, it's a really complicated issue. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that their ears will be open and that they'll probably throw his name out there. Uh, that said, he's entering his last year of control before free agency, um, and that limits his value. He's a streaky hitter. He's a poor defender. All that limits his value. I don't know what you're going to get back for him.
7: Mm-hmm.
11: Uh, you might be better off lengthening your lineup with a Trey Turner or somebody else and, and letting them move down a little bit into a less featured, pressurized spot and take those 30 home runs and run through the bank and take mm-hmm. those couple of good months you know you're going to get. And, uh, you're going to get some streakiness, but um, it, it all depends on what I can get back. If I can move them for – I don't think you're going to get uh, – a quality starter for him because he only has that one year left. And, and like I said, he's streaky and getting more expensive. So, uh, you know, the, 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 it's very possible he's right back there because you survey, you know, you you get the legal pad and you put the pluses and the minuses and you you take the the 30 home runs and the production he does bring um, in spite of the downtimes and, and, and you go with it. So I I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I don't know what's going to happen with Castellanos. I'm sure they would listen on him. I don't think there would be a real big market for him as well. But I think those are guys they'd be open to dealing and, and listening on. But like I said, I don't know that anybody's – I don't know that that's going to bring back um, what they really need.
8: I, I, I hate to say this because I've been a big advocate of him for most of the season, but Jim uh... – <coughs> I don't think you get much at all for Castellano. I'm sorry. I hate to say yeah,
11: I don't think I, I think everybody sees the year and sees the price tag, and I don't think <laughs> you do either. But I think you know the Phillies would certainly be open to doing something and, and um but like I said, I don't think there's gonna be a big market for yeah. the but the big price tag, he's owed eighty million. Jeez.
4: Jim, he's wow. he's typically look, if he ends up coming back, he he's he's streaky, not necessarily in season like Hoskins, but from season to season. Yeah. Yeah. He had a great year last year in Cincinnati. The previous year he was, eh, It feel, it, do you feel like he's a guy who's going to re I mean, the approach was just beyond head scratching this year. Does he just need a little time to get away from it and he'll be back? Do you think
11: next year? He he thinks he's going to be better next year. Uh I've spoken to him about that. He just thinks he's, uh, it was, you know, changing teams and um, getting comfortable here. And uh, he thinks he'll be better for it all next year. So they need him to be. <laughs> they really need him to be. They're paying him to be a star, and he needs to be a star. Um, and he needs to uh, – you know, it's it's got to be a project for Kevin Long, and I think they need to look at it in the offseason, how you <laughs> get him to kind of be, become more selective and lay off that, that spinning uh, breaking ball that, that is off the plate. And, and he just, you know, goes for all the time. So it's uh, – when push comes to shove, I think he's going to be back next year, and be, just because of where Reese is and his control, uh, his years of control, and I, I don't know what he's going to bring back, and he just give a, give away thirty home runs. I, I, think there would be a chance he'd be back too, but but who knows? I mean, Debrowski's a pretty creative guy. He's got a creative staff. Um, they do have to figure out a way to inch this thing forward because uh, yeah. payroll is going to be big. Uh, there'll be expectations next year they've got a taste of winning and that's really a, a, a valuable thing when you when you learn a little bit how to play in October and they need to try, try to capitalize on it uh, more next season but the only way you really capitalize it and bring it forward is to win the World Series you know I don't know that they're that team but they certainly have to give it another try next year well how do, you, um, how, do you,
5: how do you go how do you go out and manage guys you that are on the roster already guys like viriling I mean, even even Hall, you know, shows some production, you know. Getting those guys, you know, acclimated, I mean, we'll getting them back and playing at a high level as they go forward, you know, but still keeping them in a the mix. But
11: then you still got to go out and sprinkle a couple of players here and there. Well, you need 26 guys, and those are two guys that helped them win a pennant uh, as as reserves. Derek Hall, when Bryce Harper went down for two months, every you know, everybody was like, the Phillies are dead. They just lost their left-handed power bat, and – he came up and hit nine home runs, mm-hmm. and Verrill was part of one of the moments that turned the season around when he homered off, off Hater. Um, you know, they both did a good job as reserve players, so I, I think they are probably still in that role. Um, you know, I, I, or you know, a guy like Hall, um, you know, he's he's going to be behind Hoskins, but if something happens with Hoskins, maybe they. Give him a look, or maybe he's involved in a trade. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they try to capitalize on if he built any trade value, but he's kind of a one-dimensional guy. So those are guys that are kind of around the edges, um, and they really do help you help you win, but they really need to focus, I think, on that core, improve mm-hmm. pitching staff and, and lengthening the uh, the lineup with a, with a guy that's going to play every day and uh, contribute on both sides of the ball, not be a, like a one-dimensional guy.
4: Jimmy, we listen. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you joining us throughout this run. Uh, phenomenal work, like I said earlier. And uh, get some rest, and uh, we will uh, on, we'll right. talk to you soon. It's a, you know, they know it's three sixty five, but get as yeah, much rest as you, as you can. Possibly. Oh, thank oh, you, my brother.
11: I only need one good night. I'm good. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, I can speak. I think it applies to all of us. We just need right. one good night,
4: Jimmy.
8: Yeah. One
11: good night, I'm back at it. One good yeah. night and a uh, good pizza, and I'm back at That's it. You there have you have go. Thank, thank you, my, my brother. Appreciate yes. it. You Did appreciate it, man. Thanks.
4: All right. We'll get a quickie here, guys. We got Jeff McLean on deck. Jeff, talk a little birds because guess <clears throat> what? There was a little bit of focus on the Phillies for sure, but it is uh, going to be full blown Eagles who are undefeated as we sit here, head into that game Monday night against Washington. Don't go anywhere. We're sports take Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Let's talk about your finances. Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group is the place that you want to be, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier, and you will be as well. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751, or you can email him, Jim Murray, at principal.com. That's Jim at principal.com.
12: It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no weight. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
2: go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean
13: go passionately go fearlessly go confidently
2: At SALUS University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu.
4: We are back. We are sports take Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, and the great guests just keep rolling. Uh, you can follow our next guest on Twitter at Jeff underscore McLean. There you go. Of course, all, all of his great work at uh, inquirer.com, Jeff McClain. Jeff, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Hi
6: guys, let me fix What's the, going uh, on, man? Jeff There's I was a camera here. They don't Looks see face right. in
8: the frame.
4: You, you look you look better than, than we look most days, Jeff. And that's that's a low bar, mind
8: you, but you know, you, nonetheless. You, 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 since, since we've been doing this show, it has been refreshing <laughs> to see so many people who have technical issues like I do with doing basic stuff with computers. I am technology <laughs> illiterate. And so it's just – thank you, Jeff, for having uh, – I minor think Jeff McCallum shocked by that, no,
4: knowing you as long as he's known you. I don't think
8: anyway, – I, I, I openly admit it. Yeah. Well, I'm down uh, the Eagles here. I'm upstairs
6: in the media house, as you guys know, and like I'm trying yeah. to bounce it on my lap here. Oh. This should
4: work. All right, Je- Joe. Know Jeff, uh, you, know, uh, you
6: guys have, but <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: Um, a-, a lot to dig into here. Um, you know, when it comes to this team, I- I'll I'll start with this. There there is a ton of good, right? But but there is a growing concern here with the run defense and the inability of you know th- to stop the run, tackling yards per carry, etc. It- and I know Nick Sirianni explained it yesterday, saying, "Look, some- sometimes we probably are going for the strip a little bit too much. We need to get back to fundamentals, etc." Is it a major issue or is it the kind of thing that you nitpick a little bit when your team's 8-0? Well,
6: it's not a major issue because you're 8-0. Is it an issue that you should nitpick because you're worried about, you know, this team moving forward? I think that's always fair. I mean, that's what the Eagles are doing. Um, So, if they're doing it, then I don't see anything wrong with us doing it. And they're looking at their own defense. They're looking at the loss of Jordan Davis. They're looking at the missed tackles. And they're trying to figure out what's uh, what's the best uh, way forward to improve in that regard. Because again, as you're looking at these teams over the next several weeks, there's some good running backs they're going to face. There's some good running offenses you are going to face, and and that you know, and there's going to be and there's good offenses and there's smart offensive coordinators that are going to realize that hey, <clears throat> even if you are a kind of a pass first type of offense, that this is the way to beat the Eagles. So this is the way to move the ball on them. So yeah, you don't want to become too um, negligent in one respect at, uh, you know, at the expense of another, mm-hmm. because uh, as you always hear Nick Sirianni say, uh, you don't want to lead the league in anything really. Uh, you want to be able to kind of be that you be able to diversify yourself as an offense, but also as a defense. Now, Jonathan Gannon's scheme is predicated on stopping the big play. And I think that's why you'll see uh, some leaky leakage in, in the run defense Um, But the way they look at it is that, you know, gun the head. Would you rather give up the big play, big pass play, or allow, you know, five yards on the ground per carry? And they'll probably take that uh, any day.
8: Hey, Jeff, as we sit here right now on November 8th, is Jalen Hurts at the top of the MVP conversation? I think he's got to be in the conversation.
6: And at the top is certainly – uh, a valid decision to take, uh, you know. Maybe Josh Allen, prior to this past weekend, would have been the guy. I guess I would have gone with, but he, as he <clears throat> clarified it, are we let a curse on this thing.
8: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yes. Yeah. Speak your peace, brother.
6: I'm not saying it myself. I'm saying what he said. He said he played like shit. Yep. <laughs> um, Jalen has not played like shit yet.
7: Yep.
6: Um, He's played very well. Yeah. It could come, and it it won't take detract much from what he's done this year uh in my eyes uh so I hope we you know when it does happen we all put it in the proper context because for the most part uh week in and week out this guy's delivered um and it's increasingly become come through the air uh his his passing improvement is remarkable and lovey smith after the texans after the texans lost to the eagles said as much said that he was the most improved player that he had seen mm. uh Two thousand and twenty one to two thousand and twenty two and I'd have to agree with him. Hmm. I um just watching the game, I
5: rewatched the game and, and I saw how effective Hargrave was when they ran the fifty front, which is called I call it domino uh, uh Navajo or bear front, when they placed Hargraves over the nose. Now Hargrave is that's how he made his money, playing the nose garbage head up over the center. Yep. He had three sacks there. Do you think they keep him there for you know, and, and just let him go, even when Jordan Davis gets back, because he looks so effective in there and mixing it up in the fourth quarter.
6: And and he played well the week before, but um, with two sacks, uh, I think some of it is just Javon is just getting these opportunities. My, my issue with the run defense wasn't as much what John did. Yeah, he saw him play less of that penny front, the five one, um, because mm-hmm. you know, no Jordan Davis, and he didn't want to take from the back as much. Um but it was it took a while I think to get to Javon uh, over the over the center in in that five down look they went with a lot more Marvin Wilson and, and Marlon Tulaputo and they were they were ga- they were gashing the Eagles on the ground or, or getting tough yards from Damian Pierce up the middle uh, because that, you know the numbers don't suggest that Jordan Davis is having an impact but I'll tell you he has had an impact mm-hmm. um, just because he's just the physical presence but also the way he knows how to play. Um, that, that no spot and that just allows to gap. Them, yep. yeah to, you know, they, they, play what they call like a one and a half gap. Cause they like to try and balance between the two. Um, but yeah, essentially he is for the most part occupying space and occupying blockers and those two guys, um, Marvin Wilson, there's a reason why he's on the practice squad and Marlon There's a reason why he's the backup and they're not just not biggest as, as him. And J- Javon, as you mentioned, Brandon did that, uh, um, uh barrett did that in pittsburgh and he did that last year for the eagles now they needed an upgrade there and that's why they went got jordan davis but with jordan davis out these next three weeks i feel like they have to kind of just um just kind of ride with jayvon and like you said i think the reason why he was reluctant to do it was because he does like playing that four-eye tech spot and he does like playing the three tech when they when they are in a four down look because he can get after the quarterback but if if they do pass out of him with him down over the center, he can he can beat guys at yes. this and then get sacks, and that's what we
4: saw against Houston. Exactly, Houston. Mm-hmm. love it, Jeff, Jeff. in all your years covering this, sec- the Eagles, and you know, as you know, growing up in the area, I'm talking like both, or you could say all three corners and the two safeties. Is this the best bunch collectively you've seen?
6: Um, that's a good question. I'm still not completely sold on on the safeties. Uh, I think that they've played well. Uh, Marcus Epps has, has uh, justified the Eagles this offseason, giving him that job. There's a lot of question about whether he had earned the starting job, um, based upon how he played the year before. And then CJ Gardner, uh, Johnson has five interceptions, which leads the NFL. He's done a great job in that regard. I, there are areas uh, that I'm concerned about with that position. Um, but in terms of the cornerbacks, I would say yes. They're, that's the best pairing that I've seen since I've covered the team. I guess you'd have to go back to um, Troy, Vincent, and Bobby, Bobby Taylor.
8: Taylor. Right? Yeah, yeah I think Ledo and
6: Sheldon, be.
8: Sheldon and Ledo, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You think that, you think they're a little better? Uh, you know, no, I won't say better, but they did things differently. It's, yes, it's, it's different era. You know what I mean?
6: This scheme benefits. Yes. Yes. The corners—they don't put a lot on the corners. Um, actually, I mean, they put more in the corners this year, and this was something I wrote about last, last week is that John's given them more and a lot of them to play more of this, um, you know, more, uh, man to man, uh, matchup zone concepts where they can kind of look like they're playing zone, but they're, they have man concepts built in so they can pass off. And that takes a lot of intelligence. And Darius, as you guys know, is one of the smarter cornerbacks in the league. And so is James Bradbury. I mean, he's been kind of like almost a linchpin of what they've been able to do with that quarter zone that they yeah. play a lot of. Um, and that's, you know, why John's never going to get away from a lot of those split safety looks is because it's hard for quarterbacks to see exactly, you know, or pre-snap read this defense and, and know what's going to happen because at the, once the snap, you know, at the snap, they don't know. And even sometimes post-snap, it doesn't look very clear to them.
5: Mm. It is actually something that, you know, a hybrid, you know, a hybrid man zone yep. concepts. But, I mean, I look for them to do more run stopping, especially versus Washington, just by running run blitzes. And, you know, T.J. Edwards blitzing him more. You know, can you see that happening more? Because, I mean, I, I totally trust White being that guy that can, you know, you know, handle that in the middle of the field. But, I mean, T.J., I think T.J. needs to blitz a little more just to show I mean, he has, that, he has that intensity that I like, man, when he does blitz.
6: They both hit hard. I mean, those guys, they, both linebackers have played well. I think TJ, to me, is, has really stood out and taken that next step. Um, he's done a great job in terms of being the mic and making the calls and getting guys lined up. But, you know, he's not – he's never going to be a sideline the side guy in terms of his speed. But he can diagnose things and read them quickly. And, yeah, I mean, when he's blitzed, he, he's done a fair, fairly good job. John – um, certainly isn't going to lean heavily on on blitzing in the pass. Maybe that helps them in the run. You're right, Matt. That could be another way to kind of offset the loss of Jordan Davis. Yeah, first and second down.
8: Yep. Hey, Jeff, let me ask you this. And this is in, in no way, shape, or form am I, you know, dissing what the Eagles have accomplished because they have put up some gaudy stats on both sides of the football. Yep. But when you look at what they've done and where they're about to go in the immediate future, the only real front-line quarterback they faced was Kirk Cousins is there any concern on your part that i this team is 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 maybe not as good as it seems or or basically i can't tell if this team is until is until they're truly tested by a better quality opponent
6: right are they going are they going to be battle tested enough going into the playoffs exactly yep. That's,
8: yeah basically um well they have a few
6: Tests coming up the next few weeks that Maybe could tell us a little more about the team um, Not in terms of the court. Well I mean Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers I know he's not performing well It um, doesn't really have A great receiver to throw to yeah. And that offense seems schematically to be a mess But he's still Aaron Rodgers so I think At any mm-hmm. any moment that guy can cut you So maybe that'll be the game That we see or you know, Jonathan Gannon's uh, scheme Their greatest test to date and maybe something Happens there um, I mean, they're going to be favored in every game except for the away Cowboys game if things go the way mm-hmm. they seem to be going. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a fair question. Uh, how much have they benefited from the schedule? Uh, they have beaten the 6-2 and two Cowboys. Now, mm-hmm. without that, prospect, you, have to, you right. have to mention that. Yep. They did beat the 7-1 and one Vikings, second game of the mm-hmm. season. That was a long time ago, but that was one of the better games that I thought that they played all year on both sides of the ball. Right. Um, and you know it's not like the Cardinals are complete crap, and Kyler Murray is not a good quarterback. I mean, he can certainly play the position. Uh, but if you're looking at each week and each team, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, that would be a reason to have uh, pause when declaring this team the best team in the NFL. I think based upon the way they've played and obviously their record, yeah, I would have them slotted number one. But if we're looking down the road, are they better? Are they going to be able to beat the, the Chiefs? Are they going be to beat the Bills? Are they going to be able to Able to beat the Ravens, let's say they get away way the Super Bowl. Um, I would think on paper, I would still probably give those three AFC teams the advantage of the Eagles.
4: Mm. Right, Jeff, the Whoa. one thing I, I like to point out every single week when we have these discussions, well, let you know, what, Barrett go ahead, jump on that.
5: Yeah, and I'll the yeah. there we no go. Way, there's no way on God's green earth that I see the Raiders beating them. Um, not the Raiders, Ravens. No, no, I mean, not I mean, not the Raiders, sorry, Ravens, the Ravens, I don't yeah. see the Ravens yeah. beating them. I think that, um, when you play Kansas City, it's going to go score for score. But I really think that our corners can play up to the same level. I, I think the X factor would be Kelsey, and I actually like my my I like my linebackers against Kelsey. I like Kazir White, Kelsey, the matchup because when I watched the matchup earlier on when he was in San Diego, he fared well against Kelsey. He in fact, he's the one that showed the blueprint on how to stop Kelsey, which helped them the year before going to the uh, when they went to the Super Bowl. They got the game plan from him. That's what, um where they got the game plan from them, I just think that at this point, I'm not going to downplay anything or anybody when it when it comes to the Eagles because quarterback for quarterback, that's the only way that you say you know Mahomes and 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 Allen are better than. And I don't even say I say Mahomes and Allen because I don't say the Chiefs. The Chiefs can't beat the Eagles. The Bills can't beat the Eagles. It's just everybody looks at their quarterback and say, oh, their quarterback can beat them. No, I'm, I'm just saying this team measured up player for player better than any of those teams. It's just at the quarterback position that we have our angst about, you know, and that's where I am about that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah,
6: no, I mean, those are all fair points, and and I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles, too. I mean, like I said, I think all I, right. I think they're the best team through the first uh, nine weeks of the season. Um, but um, I still have concerns, run defense, safety, uh offense has been you know, Jordan. My has been not as great as he's, it, he's exactly. been getting his ass kick. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. been getting his ass the last, last two weeks in particular. Special teams is not overall very good. So it's, you know um, you know, again, that's, it's my job and I'm sure the Eagles are doing this as well. As I always say, they're, they're looking at their flaws as well, or right, at, right. the areas in which they're not perfect at. And, and as we, as you mentioned, it's fair. Yeah. The chiefs have lost a couple. The bills have lost a couple. Um, but you know, good teams win, lose games. Sometimes they lose horribly, and that, right, that right. happened the Eagles at some point. But that doesn't make the Eagles, you know, any less, much lesser than than what we've seen. I think even if they a lost this week to the Commanders. Right, yeah, and, and
4: Jeff, that was going to be exactly. my Bob. You know, you you see the, the thing. i I will give the Eagles thus far is. They haven't laid that egg, and I think a lot of that has to do with leadership, and, and this is where you credit Sirianni and you credit the, the quarterback, I think, you know, as well, not to mention Kelsey and some of the vets, but, yeah. you know, you see other teams, they look like they're sleepwalking sometimes, and the Eagles, for the mm-hmm. most part, even though it hasn't always been pretty, they've shown up every single game that they've played thus far, and I think that says something about them from a character standpoint. I
6: agree. Um, just being in the locker room this year has really benefited uh, us reporters in terms of getting a feel for the team. Obviously, it's been very positive because there ain't no um, – I've been in the losing locker, room, locker rooms and it's been the direct opposite. But you get a sense then even on, on the flip side of why maybe they're a losing team because uh, you get a sense just being around the guys in terms of leadership, in terms of culture, in terms of camaraderie, why it's working or why it's not. And the reason why it's working is I just see – there's a lot of good guys in that locker room. For the most part, there always is. Uh, some of that is exaggerated, I think, in terms of um, NFL players. I, I've, by and large, through, throughout my career, I found most guys to be accommodating and good people. And, and there's a reason why they're at, they're playing at the highest levels of their sport. Um, but this team, Jalen is probably, of all the quarterbacks I've covered, probably number one in terms of, the way he carries himself and the way guys follow him. Um, And, you know, that certainly starts from the top. Uh, But I'm talking just the players, Jalen. The effect he has in the locker room is huge. And it's not just him, though. Um, You know, you mentioned Kelsey, the Brandon Graham's, the Lane Johnsons. All those guys have been around. They've, They've won championships. They know how to do it. They know how to police guys when they need to be policed. Um, and credit to Howie Roseman in, in the in the in the roster that he's built. He's brought in guys that have bought in. Like AJ Brown's a good dude. I You know, I don't know how much you guys have spent time around him, but he's just yeah. a, a positive energy in that locker room. Um, James Bradbury, positive energy. Yep, the guy, a, a real pro to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Davis has brought kind of like a childlike. Uh, goofy kind of personality to to that defensive line unit, um, and kind of stays in the background. Isn't a guy just because I'm a first round pick wants to puff his chest out, so he's fit in well. Kaiser White, Hassan Verdek is another guy just brings his lunch pail every day. I mean, that is really important to this team. Whereas you saw after winning the Super Bowl, it was kind of the opposite. They brought in guys that I thought were like, what? We're bringing Deshaun Jackson back, Michael Bennett. Uh, you know, you just, I go back and the culture just kind of felt. Uh, uh, who was the uh, the Cowboys cornerback that they brought in that ended up leaving halfway and, and uh oh, oh god, remember him, the slot cornerback. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting yeah. about I, how am I drawing this? a blank. Any question, Eagles' culture, and yeah. oh god, he was the worst, he oh was the god. biggest, part of oh. was yeah, like what do you?
5: Why do I forget his name I'm right drawing now? It black too. You know, because we so I was hard. supposed to forget his name. That's why.
8: No, you know we're why. Andrew, we, you, you know,
6: Anthony
5: on our on There That's great call,
8: Anthony. You know, yes. you know yeah. why we all forgot it? Because we're Andrew, all getting Andrew. older. That's why. Yeah, well, you're remember. getting older. Uh,
5: we want to forget him in the worst way, but Scandus was yes, a yes. yeah. yeah, scoundrel. Yeah, Scandus was a scoundrel. Yeah, you know, just because he was just bad and sucked. But he did play well against. Green Bay,
1: <laughs> but yeah. So
6: they've done a very good job in, in identifying the types of guys that would, uh, and even like someone like C.J. Gardner Johnson, who um, maybe in a different locker room, some of the stuff that, uh, some of his personality that maybe isn't as team oriented, maybe that kind of detracts from the team. But he's kind of just jumped in, and they've they've wrapped their arms around him and be like, hey, this is how we do things. You can do your own thing, but this is the way we do things, and you might want to follow the way we do things because we're winning. And he's jumped in, both feet, mm-hmm. and and as we've seen, he's he started he's performed.
8: Jeff, I got to ask you this because somebody asked me uh, this the other day on, on their own uh, a show, um, Jalen Hurts. You got to pay him the way he's playing now. You're going to have to pay him. Howie always identifies players he wants to keep early in their tenure do you attack that issue with him now and try to sign him after this season or based on what you may need or what you think you may need by way of free agency and the draft next year, you let him play off the rookie contract and go after him financially after the 2023 season or during the 2023 season.
6: Yeah. That'll be the number one question this off season. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the number one question now. I mean, a lot of it's going to depend upon how this season plays out. If you want a super bowl, to know you have to. Um, if you get really, if you get to the Super Bowl or you get far, you you probably have to. I mean, he has to still go out there and continue to play this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it's pretty close, all but certain. Maybe you look at Jalen, and he's the type of guy that can take playing on the last year of a rookie contract. Um, but I don't know what kind of message that is that you send to the team when you do that to him. Uh, if he's willing to do it, I'll uh, too him. But as you mentioned, how we, as a historical record of signing guys that they drafted before they kind of reach uh, what would be the kind of max of what they could get on the market. And mm. Jalen – but I think at this point, Jalen, no matter what, is going to get pretty close to the max. It's mm-hmm. going to be like $45 million a year. And then then it go, you know, then it goes to what we saw after they signed Carson Wentz. Can they, with a limited budget, can they handle building around Jalen Hurts? Because you're gonna lose some guys. You're not gonna be able to yep. re-sign some guys. know, yep. you have some expiring contracts from the older guys that probably won't be back. So that'll help you in that way. Fletcher Cox, you know, potentially Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. Seems like he may retire. Um, So there are ways around it, but that's going to be the big question to Howie Roseman because with Carson's contract, he didn't do such a great job of Mm -hmm. handling uh, the other part of that, which is cost-effective moves to supplement what you have a quarterback, Mm. complement what you have a quarterback Mm
4: jeff do you remember a year this strange in the nfc nfl in general but i mean you're talking about packers at three and six right now tampa bay bucks at four and five 49ers four and four rams three and five cardinals three and six i mean it just it just feels strange maybe a prisoner of the moment but it feels weird to me what's going on
6: yeah um yeah no never never a season like this where it's where there's so much parity or bad teams in the NFC. I mean, I think, I think the, you're starting to see it sort itself out a little bit in the AFC. Yeah. The dream is starting to rise to the, to the top with, you know, the Ravens are starting to win the chargers and the Bengals with two good quarterbacks are starting to, starting to win. Um, the Titans, I think will be the class of the, the AFC South. And of course, the, you know, the chiefs bills um, and uh, yeah, chiefs and bills, obviously being the top two teams, but in the NFC, uh, I mean, there's three teams that have a chance basically to come out, I think. I don't know. I mean, San Francisco, I think, will be difficult in the playoffs once they get. Healthy. I agree. I agree. What D'Amico Ryans has done there with that unit and, you know, getting Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that would be a team I'd be I'd be wary of. But, you know, other than them, and then again, the Vi- the Vikings are a strong 7-1. and um, I think the Cowboys are, are a good team. And with Dak back and that defense, you know, they'll be there. Yeah, uh, you're right. I think probably be the number one competition. Is, is
8: Seattle scare you a little bit? Oh
6: yeah, yeah. I, I, sh- I should I shouldn't overlook what they've done in Seattle. And Geno Smith has performed
8: unbelievable.
6: I mean, yeah. I mean, this guy. No one ever thought he'd be a starter again in the NFL. So credit to what he's done and what Pete Carroll's done. But Rob, you know, to get back to your original point is like, mm-hmm. who saw Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady nah. falling off the way that they they mm-hmm. have? Right but they're older guys. And at some point when I've watched the games, uh, I feel like Tom Brady hasn't really been bad. Um You know, obviously he came back and directed that game winning drive. And uh does he have the arm strength he had? Uh, I mean, but just last year. He was, <laughs> he, he was numbers ridiculous. Yeah. So 5,000 like, yards in that game. They had six receivers drop passes. Yeah, the yep, offensive yep. line. If yep. Tom Brady doesn't have protection. He's he's not going to be able to, step up in the pocket and be able to do what he's had to do. So I, I look less at Tom at the team overall. The, the Packers certainly not having Devontae Adams and someone to kind of fill in for him after he left has been an issue with Aaron Rodgers. But I, I'm really surprised that Aaron Rodgers has performed as poorly as he has. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're kind of seeing a, probably a transition here in the NFC in terms of like the quarterback uh, play, that there's a new guard that's pr- taking over. Um, And then, as we saw, as we said, all all of us probably said in the offseason, the NFC was going to be weaker than the AFC,
4: and and that's what we're seeing here. I think, no Mm. question. Jeff, listen, man, uh, thank you. Uh, Real quick, out the door, your thoughts on the uh, on the Commanders here in this game? Eagles are eleven point favorites in this one. They, uh, they oh yeah, the Vikings.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Heineke's giving them a little bit of a little little Mm. more juice. Um, They only scored seventeen points. On Sunday, so it wasn't like uh, they're tearing it up there on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but I think with him versus Carson Wentz, you feel, you know, he's kind of taking more taking advantage of Terry McLaren's abilities down the field. Um, and that's helped them. Um, the defense front is always something you have to be wary of. There's a lot of talent there. Uh, it's, they make it chase young back. Not that he's really lived up to that number one billing, but he's still a talented guy mm-hmm. who will help that unit. So you have to be, you know, conscious of trying to make sure that Jalen Hurts doesn't get um, hit or you know they do anything to take away what they've done uh, so effectively offensively. But is he back though? What's that? Is Chase, is
5: Chase Young back?
6: There's a chance. They're saying there's a chance he could play. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But there's a reason why the Eagles are 11 point favorites. I mean, could they lose? Yeah. I mean, they they were tied at halftime with a pretty bad Houston Texans team and led by only three into the fourth quarter. So, I mean, look, you know, the any given Sunday adage always applies uh, in the NFL. Um, And there's some, there is some talent on that team, you know, if things are clicking that they could give the Eagles problems, but I mean, Antonio Gibson. At this point, you can't pick against the Eagles in any game. No, that-
8: well, I mean, but they also also keeping in consideration, the Washington front was the only front that really stonewalled the running game. I think they held them to like seventy-two yards rushing in that yeah. game. Yeah, you know, That's their front, yeah, their, their, their front gave it the Eagles' offensive line all kind of interesting. Problems. That's mm-hmm. true, but
6: like the, what, they, what Nick and his offensive coaches have done so effective is that they just they've. Each week, it's like, hey, we're going to do a little of this because we yep. know that we want to show this so they don't focus on this the next week. I mean, there's so many ways, so many weapons they can beat you. It's been Dallas Goddard one week, AJ yep. Brown another week, Devontae Smith, who had an unbelievable game against the commanders in that first matchup, and yep. maybe him this week. Miles Sanders running super hard. I mean, Quez Watkins has barely been mentioned. But that guy can catch the ball,
1: too, you know? Yes. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
12: Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
6: Tough the They're a tough offense to defend.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Jeff, thanks, man. Thanks for Thank taking you, a couple man. minutes. And, sure. uh, we, do, we do appreciate it. We love your coverage of the birds, man. Keep awesome, up the good guys. work. Talk to you soon. All right, take care. That is Jeff McLean, Philadelphia Inquirer. Check him out, inquirer.com. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, you can follow Jeff on Twitter as well, at Jeff underscore McLean. Interesting insight. Jeff always uh, is a straight shooter, man. So uh, good good to talk to him. You know, one of the things we'll do when we come back, guys, we'll we'll dig a little bit more into the commanders here. I'll give you some numbers that I dug up and some, some trends and some stats, which Uh-oh. we'll do. A little bit, a little something, a little something, and, and tell you where the Eagles are too, because the uh, the numbers are going to blow you away. They're just really, really good. That's for sure. We'll do all that when we get back a little later. We'll dive into the NFL. We'll dive into some other things, uh, some Sixers last night, some Flyers, all those good things. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, Pro Action Restoration is the place that you call if your home, your business, your property has any kind of issue with. Water, fire, smoke, mold. like These are serious issues, right? You want the right company there to clean it up and to help you get back on your feet. Pro Action Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. I had uh, issues at my parents' house years ago. Called them on a Saturday. They came right out, cleaned everything up. The crew was professional, clean. The price was reasonable. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. i am been doing this a long time. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. And again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke, mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com.
3: Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth, born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
12: And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no weight. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
13: My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough.
9: Pond Lee Hockey. Tell us your story.
12: The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News.
2: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit, and the hits. Go for the stakes, and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
4: up everybody Derek gunn the chair
8: a phantom chair
4: <laughs> we are back we are sports take on this tuesday we oh, got man. a chance to get out and vote uh that's for sure and i i had a seamless smooth in and out beautiful uh setup how about you gunner yeah you, you had a chance to get out yet
8: yeah i went out um earlier today um and the the place we normally vote i went over there and I was surprised it was hardly anybody there. I'm like, this is great, I'll get in and out. I walk in and they said, oh, um, you've been moved. I said, what do you mean I've been moved? You've been moved to another uh, grade school. I said, but I've always voted here. They said, yeah, but do you remember when the, when the, di- the county had to vote? Because the last time for the presidential election, the school I voted at do some people had to wait two, three hours to get in mm. to vote. The lines were so long. Gotcha. So they, they called themselves, even uh, dividing it up more equally, so I raced over to the other school. The one the initial school I went to was about maybe five miles from my house. The other one I went to is about three miles from the house. So it wasn't that much of an inconvenience other mm-hmm. than the drive time and stuff like that. So yeah, cool. I got in, got out real quick, which is I was I was prepared to wait in line for a long time. What about you?
4: Oh man, I was in and out. In and out. I, I, I said earlier, ten minutes maybe. Yeah. Like a, yeah, exactly. Great. It was great. Yeah. Like a mercenary. No complaints. No complaints. Yeah, boom. Ninja. In and it out. Um, all right, so uh, we were talking about the Eagles, and we, you know, we got into the Eagles and the Commanders a little bit right at the end right. there. It's kind of a weird, you know, they had the bye week a little bit back, and then you know, you had the, the the quick turnaround from the what Pittsburgh to to Houston, and now you get eleven days off because you don't play again until Monday, Thursday to Monday. So that's a little bit strange. It, it's sort of like you're just trying to get a get a feel for what's happening right now, right. but. So you look at where they are. A couple, couple things from an eagle standpoint. They they have missed 82 tackles Good. on the season. They missed 14 versus the Texans. Now, according to Pro Football Focus, which is you know sometimes you you read some of the stuff on there and your head's like spinning. But sometimes, Honestly, how
8: do, what do you how do you come up with this stuff?
4: Yeah. So they're the worst tackling team according to PFF. Okay, just for what it's worth. Um, so where do they fall in terms of rushing defense? They're 20th right now, which that has to improve. They're giving up 121.4 per game on the ground. Now, mm-hmm. all that said, their plus 15 turnover differential, which is the best in football, they're giving up 16.9 points per game and they're third in the league in passing, just 177 yards in, in the on the air, which makes that even more impressive when you consider the Eagles haven't trailed in the second half all season.
8: Yeah. Which yeah. means
4: teams are probably throwing on you to try to get back in. Absolutely,
8: games. absolutely. So,
4: um, pass defense excellent. Defense overall good in terms of points allowed. Run defense definitely has to get better, and we'll see how much the 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 emphasis and having a little extra time this week pays off against Washington. You know, the, Washington's run game is not what you would call like scary, but they have some no. coming up. Derrick Henry's on the horizon. If Jonathan Taylor's healthy, there's some running backs on the horizon sure. for sure.
8: Let's see, you're the worst tackling team in pro football for trade. No. I'll take that trade off. Exactly. I'll take it. I mean, yeah. does it need to improve? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does it need to improve because whatever you 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 don't wrap up against that man named Derrick Henry. You're gonna be on a whole lot of his highlight reels. Yeah, King just I'll still, put you there. It just it just still fascinates me that, that man is that big and can run away from people in the secondary. Yeah. It just—I haven't seen a back that big with that kind of second gear speed since a guy named Earl Campbell, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's remarkable.
4: He—he he really yeah. is. I—I—I, I, I, man, I hope he's able to play a, a decent amount of years going forward. Usually, those guys when they hit the wall, it's over quick. But he's been awesome. He really well, has. He not a, only
8: that, the long-term effects too. You know, when you take the when your body takes that kind of abuse, and, and I've talked about it before, and, and I'll bring it up again. I look at Earl Campbell today. Earl Campbell was one of the most phenomenal football specimens to ever play the game but you look at him now in his 50s he can't stand up without a crutch he can't go outside without glasses on because the sunlight gives him migraine headaches um and and when you compare it to a lot of players nowadays saying I want to get out of the game by a certain time because of a quality of life right you know I know if you talk to Earl Campbell he would say I'm just happy to be alive but is that a is that a quality of life yeah, no, Not what you, you have right now, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, that fair. man, I mean, still you, you're in your 50s. You're still a young man. Yeah, you know, um, and now he, he he's in he's debilitating mm-hmm. in the prime of his life, man, his golden years of his life, and he was the ultimate warrior, man. But that's one of the guys. That's that's the ultimate price you pay for what you you had to w- to go through to get what you got in life. Whew. True.
5: Yeah, no Very question. True. You, you're talking about something. You know, if you, if you had to do it all over again, would you do it? yeah yeah i would do it yeah i would do it but i understand there's consequences of repercussions for whatever you do mm-hmm. you know so whatever you want to be you know what i'm saying if i want to be a mechanic there's there's you know stuff that i could yeah have something wrong with me and then you know just back what it
8: issues is. shoulder issues. Right. right yeah you know what i'm saying right.
5: just little things but i it is what it is um when you look at this game and Tackling is an issue for him. Brian Robinson's is a really good back. You know, you look at what he did last year uh, in the national championship game. He's one of the few things that that uh, that the Georgia Bulldogs defense couldn't stop
7: mm-hmm. was
5: Brian Robinson. He's been that good and we all know Antonio Gibson's a pretty good back. Um, our saving grace, I think, is, is 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 Jahan Dotson still out. He's got a hamstring issue. Yeah. Yeah. He's out. I'm, I'm so glad that that uh, at this point, as we sit right here now, Chase Young is not playing mm-hmm. because he would have a field day against my left tackle. Until Jordan Molota gets it straight, it's going to be tough for him the rest of the
4: season. What's going on, Barrett, with him in your estimation,
7: watching and the in, film?
5: In all honesty, I, I'm, he's not getting off with that explosiveness, that jump set that he he learned from Jason Peters. That's something that's coached into him, and he's he's not doing it. He's not doing that jump. He's not getting out there. He's not playing explosive. He's not getting there with a purpose. It's like he doesn't even have a purpose when you know at the point of contact, you got to get there with a purpose. It's either you know, uh, to put it in lamest terms, you know. And I'm sorry, mom, but I'm cussing right now. But you know, when you get to that point, when you're making the contact with that defender, it's either shit or get off the pot. Ooh, I'm telling mom. I said, I said, sorry. Mom. <laughs> I said, but that's what it is. That's right. what it is. You know, and he's not taking it to the place. Let the player take it to him, man. He put them hands on people though. There's no way you can get around him when he goes and gets yeah. there with a purpose. He's not playing with a purpose. And that's not the same guy that I've seen the past year and a half, two years. What I see now he's getting there and I he may have became a little complacent since he has the money. I don't know. If that's it. Or, Maybe he gained a couple of LBs. He doesn't feel as explosive. But what I do know, that's not the same guy that I've seen who, who Jason Peters
4: brought up through the ranks. That's not what I see. I don't see I, I can explosive. tell you this. I, I shared this with you guys. He he's aware of it. Like I interviewed him right after the game in the locker room and he, he destroyed his own performance. Like yeah. it's just not one of these deals where he's like, yeah, I'm good. He was like, I sucked. I especially suck tonight. And I I have to fix things. So He, for whatever it's worth, he's aware of it.
8: What I've seen, what I've seen of Jordan, Malata the last two games is by the time he comes out of his stance off the snap, the edge rusher is already on his outside shoulder, which neutralizes his ability to extend his hands. Once that rusher is on your shoulder, Barrett, am I lying? All right. You know what what we call it? You know what we call it? What? If he's even, he's leaving. If he
5: gets even to your shoulder pad and on your side, Yep. He's gone. So if he's even, he's leaving, I've and that's what's happening. Yeah. He's not. He's not getting out there. If you watch Lane, Lane pops out there, gets there, and then yep. waits for the guy to get there.
8: Yep. He's coming okay. with a
5: purpose. This. He's not doing it. He gets out there, and all of a sudden he's getting out there, but he's getting there too late, and the guy's turning his shoulder. Absolutely. And going around, and that's, see. I pay that's attention,
8: too. Barrett. I pay there attention every he's now. He's locked go. in.
4: Everything you
5: say, you he's go. locked in. If um, he's even he's leaving, and that's what happened. He's been even with them, and he's leaving them.
4: All right, we'll have to watch out for that. So, so I gave you the defensive numbers. You know, for the most part, good. Offensively, they're they're second in the league in scoring. They're over twenty eight per game. They're sixth in rushing, forty eight point six per game. They're ninth in passing, forty two point three. All big time positive. They have eighteen takeaways, most in the NFL. They're they're uh, uh, plus fifteen turnover differential. The closest, Derek, is the uh, Ravens at 7. So they're, mm-hmm. they're just crushing that. So there's a lot of good here, man. There really is. Washington, on the flip side of this, um, they're, it's very mediocre, guys, as their record would dictate. They're uh, 17th in points uh, given up defensively. They're 21.3. They are um, 11th against the run. They're 18th against the pass. They're 21st in scoring. They're only scoring 17.7 per game. Mm -hmm. They're 21st in rushing. They're 22nd in passing. Just eh. You know, they they did have a three-game win streak snapped last week against the Vikings. And Heineke has given them a little bit of life. Three games, 629 yards passing, three touchdowns, or excuse me, three interceptions, five touchdowns, uh, 6.8 yards per completion. But he's only completing 63%. His passer rating is only 87.6. And... He threw some really bad, he had a couple bad turnovers last week. So this, this is another game. And there's, there's a reason why the Eagles are 11 point favorites.
8: Right. The the thing that really jumps out at me about this Washington team, number one, they're only giving up for as mediocre as they've been. They're only giving up 21.3 points per game. They're giving up 113 yards rushing, which is not bad. That's manageable. Yeah. Their last five games have all been decided by five points or less. They're three and two in their last five games. So at some point, they're going to get it right. The the odds are going to flip in their favor. I'm not saying this week, but one, soon enough, they're, they're going to get this right. They're not that far off when you think about it. You know, you got five games in a row decided by five points or, left, or less. A couple of those games decided by three points. One game decided by two points. You know, and, and they won those games. So they know what it takes to finish a game, and yet they still know what they have to do to try to get over the hump. They lost one game 12 to seven. won a game 12 to seven. Uh, something like that. They're not scoring a lot of points, but they're not giving up a lot. And the biggest deficiency on this team is a quarterback play. You know, Carson Wentz killed that team. Yep. Now Taylor Heineke is a better manager of a game, but Taylor Heineke got a little Brett Favre in him too. He'll take some risk yeah, that will. they don't teach you in practices, you know, and well, Taylor Heineke is not going to stand back there and take nine sacks. He'll throw the ball away. The one thing he'll do that Carson won't do is he'll throw the ball away. Well, see, that's, that's it right there.
5: That's, that's, and I can I can I'm cool with him. You just won't get the sack production that you got with Carson, but that's still the same offensive line. I'm looking at him now. Yeah. That's the yeah. same guys that were there. That's still Sam Cosme. Uh Cosme is the right tackle. Yeah. And Charles Leno is the is the left tackle. Both tackles are not good at all. And we have upgraded since we played in the first time. We have Robert Quinn on one side, Hassan Redick on the other side. Those two can meet at the quarterback all day with the tackles that they're playing. Are they is that offensive line better? They're only better because Tyler will throw the ball away. That's why they're better. He can run around a little better than Carson. No, I can't say he can't run around a little better. He has more of a pocket presence than Carson. Yes, yes. Carson is by far the best, better athlete and right. can run faster and all that stuff. But uh, you know, Tyler Henneke has more of an awareness of inside the pocket where the pressure's coming from and what to do when that pressure gets there.
8: He That's the biggest thing.
5: Like no, exactly,
8: he's what six
5: one six two compared to exactly six five six six. Yeah, so he's. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's smaller, more aware of what's going on around him, but you're still going to get the same results from the quarterback position as far as him not having a lot of time. And I truly believe that Robert Quinn will have a much better game against these guys. You know, mm-hmm. especially uh Leno and and Cosme. He's going to beat them guys up. And oh, by the way, in the middle. They're going to try to stop the run because they're going to try to run the ball on him with Brian Roth. They're going to try to run the ball on him. Hmm. But they run that bare front, and now you have Hargraves at that nose guard. Head up, it'll be a rough day at the office for that interior as far as, you know, with them trying to pass the ball on those type of downs. Hmm. He is great. I don't know about the run. When you run on him with Hargraves is there, I wasn't paying attention to it, but I know on passing downs when they run that bare front. Or the fifty front, or I think what's the name called it the nickel front. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's very, very hard to block him one on one because that's what it does. When you have a when you have that bare front, that, that that's when you cover the center with a nose guard, and the, both the guards are covered by defensive tackles. You've got Fletcher Cox on one side. You may have uh, Williams, or maybe even put Sweat or BG in there at the other three technique. They put Hargrave over the nose guard. <clears throat> What that makes you do is block everybody. Man, you can't slide the protection because you have Robert Quinn on one side Hassan Reddick on the other side. You want those guys being blocked by big guys, by tackles. Now, they could slide the line away from uh, one of those guys and leave one-on-one with a tight end or a running back, which will be the worst thing you can do because whoever that guy is is going to win and get to the quarterback. Mm. So you want to block them man-on-man. So what that five-man front does blocks everybody man to man Now, your center has to snap the ball, number one, get his head up, get his hands on um, Hargraves at the same time he's trying to snap the ball and get his head up. That's not, that's that's, that's, that's bad football there, man, because Hargrave gets on the ball so quick. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. That's why they like to run that bare front.
0: Okay. All
4: right. Look, it's a good sign. And again, uh, you know, Vegas thinks the Eagles are going to roll. We'll see how this plays out uh, this week. I did want to mix in a little bit of Sixers, and Barrett and I touched off uh, the top of the show a little bit, uh, Derek, on this. But they win last night over the Suns. You know, with the Phillies ending, you know, the focus gets a little bit more shifted onto them. They're 5-6 and on the season. And Bede, a really encouraging effort from my standpoint, because he didn't look gassed. 33 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, mm-hmm. got to the line 16 times, hit all 16. So uh, the touch was there. He also got some help. I mean, Niang went mm-hmm. 7 for 10 from 3, 21 points, huge. Tobias Harris had a nice yep. game. Nice win. And I know Chris, Chris Paul got hurt in the game, but I said to Barrett earlier, you didn't have James Harden either. So it's a it's a good win by the Sixers. to take that by 12.
8: Well, they were a 7-2 team, Phoenix was. So they, that's a quality win for them, considering how up and down their season is gone. And they look, even without um, James Harden, they looked like a team that we considered to be one of the better teams in the East, uh, the way they played last night. They still got a long way to go, still have some issues to fix, but it, at least they played a much better – they shot 44% from the floor. Yeah. And the one thing that they had not gotten was help from the bench consistently. You know, when your bench is only giving you 12, 13, 15 points – You're handcuffed when you're playing against teams that are giving you, your bench is giving you 28, 33, 35 points. You help, it really hurts you. So if you can, it's not going to happen, and and I'm going to say it, but it's not going to happen. If you can consistently get 18 to 22 points from the likes of Niang, That's a tremendous help, especially in the fourth quarters. where they've had a lot of problems. Now, we know Niang's history. He shows up one game and he's AWOL the next game. He is what he is. But if you could get two or three guys coming off that bench that can consistently contribute 10 to 25 points, you're in a much better position in terms of not overplaying your starters and getting quality minutes from your bench, which we all anticipated with this restructured roster going into the season. Yeah. No, look, uh, positive signs, right? Yeah, there's there's Damn. no question Damn. about that. Positive signs, that's for sure.
4: So uh they win. Everybody excuse me, everybody in the NBA is off today. Uh trying to encourage folks to go out and vote. So um, you know, they'll get is back. They a holiday? It. Yeah, no, it's not a holiday. What it is, all the schools and stuff are closed
5: because this is just for the vote. That's where or the voting, voting is, right, yeah.
4: Right. yeah. right. Uh yeah, so they're they're back at it Thursday. So they get a couple days off. They're at Atlanta, they do that playing teams back-to-back thing they play thursday at atlanta and then saturday at home uh against atlanta so that's what the uh what the sixers have flyers do play tonight um off to a six three and two start which i think we all would have signed up for before the season started absolutely um what i'm encouraged about is carter hart and carter hart so far six oh and two record one nine seven goals against and a 946 save percentage this, this is what we needed to see more than anything else, guys. Is that it, you know, him grow. I know last year was such a disaster. It's hard to judge anybody, and he had no help in front of him. His defenseman killed him. But there, John Tortorella plays a more defensive system where he helps his goalie out a little bit more.
8: You can tell, uh, you yeah. Can and I think tell. Hart is
4: benefiting from this. Big yes, time.
8: I I I agree. But I also think to use the consummate hockey term, Carter Hart has been standing on his head. In yeah. a lot of games, he's turning away 37, 36, 33 shots a game. I mean, that ain't easy to do. No, no, no question. question. And he's playing light years better. I hope he holds it up because compared to what he did last year, which was, which was a disaster, it has been a 100% turnaround for him this season. I hope this this is just a small sign of what's to come in terms of consistency for him throughout this season. I
4: feel like he's got his mojo back a little bit. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, he's feeling good about himself. You know, we know that there's he's talented, and it's just a matter. Look, a quarterback doesn't have an offensive line; he's going to look bad, right? Well, you know, a, mm-hmm. a goalie doesn't have uh, you know a, a good defense in front of him; it's going to hurt him.
5: That's right. So this exactly. is this, you think is this schematically what was going on the past two years um, was wrong for him, and right now he has—is it the personnel or the scheme, which is working um, out better for him?
4: A little bit of both, Barrett. I think that they didn't, um, you know, the the slash Mike Yo whatever uh, system wasn't as goalie friendly as with Tortorella right. runs right they right. didn't have they weren't as they have better players this mm-hmm. year they're not mm-hmm. flyers aren't great but they have better defensive players in the Atlanta. and plus let's face it that thing went so far off the rails oh my goodness that it was just guys were underachieving I don't I, I think guys had checked out they're playing hard for Tortorella I, I will say that they're they're, I, I, they're they're playing hard
8: I think I think it's more so the scheme than the personnel because when you look at the personnel, it's not a star studded lineup like some of the teams out there. I think Rosmus Yeah Rob's yeah Rob said a few moments ago I think this this team has done a much better job in terms of committing to the defenseman collapsing to help the goalie. That has been a tremendous help and they benefit off that with the rushes. Uh, off, off the uh, Carter Hart deflections as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a much, much better team in transition so far through eleven games than what we saw for the most part the entire last season. Yeah, yeah. No and that's
4: why you bring in a Tony D'Angelo and yes. guys yes. guys in quarterback to power play, and you need yes. Provorov to get back to being Provorov. Like, there's a lot that that needs to happen. We're early, but there's a, so, they, yeah. it's I was, encouraging. I think
5: I, I was looking at it. You know, Ivan looks a little more confident in everything he's doing. Also, you know, yeah. Um, I, you know, I first time really looked at D'Angelo, he, he's, he's, he's making some things happen also.
4: Yeah. He's an offensive, uh, defenseman and, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what his game is. And he, yeah, I mean, I look, I don't think they're, uh, ultimately a team that's going to be over 500. I don't think they're mm-hmm. a playoff team, but I think when you were as bad as they were last year, you have to just kind of pick up the pieces and start to, to build this thing back up. And the first thing you needed to do was get Carter Hart, right. And so far, mission accomplished as far as that goes. So, mm. uh, you know, I look, our, our focus now with the Phillies, you know, being done, you know, we'll focus a little bit more on the Sixers and the uh, and the Flyers, that's for sure. Um, just kind of see where things are with them. I wanted to throw this out there, too. Uh, I meant to get to it when we were talking about basketball. So, uh, not a good one for Ben Simmons last night. Two points, three rebounds, two assists, 15 minutes off the bench. And, and if you watched any of it, Luka Doncic was really kind of hunting him last night, you know, just going after him. So, I wonder
8: why. Man, instead of calling him Ben Simmons, we should change his name to Ben Lemon. How that? <laughs> what do you think?
4: I, uh, it's look, it has not been a uh, a great start for him or that team, uh, to say the least. And you
5: what know, are yet. they
8: paying this man? What are they paying? What is Ben Simmons making this year? I want to say it's like 34. I, I'll pull it Sounds up.
5: Something, like, yeah, on. like 30, 30, 34, 32, somewhere around there.
4: All right, I'm pulling up his salary right now so you can. It's not good uh, if you're if you're Brooklyn. All right, so Ben Simmons is it's he it's he's in the midst of a five year one hundred and seventy seven million dollar deal. Oh, How much? One hundred and seventy seven million. His average salary is thirty
8: five per year. It says Lots. here he says here he's making thirty five million four hundred forty eight thousand six hundred seventy two dollars for this season.
4: And then it'll go up to thirty-seven point eight, and then forty point three. Enjoy that, Brooklyn. God, Enjoy
8: that, oh, that yeah. man's like Jesse James, the Yakold Younger. That man train robbing everybody. Yeah, man. And then he then he goes out and
5: buys him another McLaren or something like that, just to piss everybody I off. I just like, saw. I
4: was. It's funny, man. I was. I'm watching like local news last night, and they did a story how he can't sell his Rittenhouse Square penthouse. What? I don't know what the story is like if he's just it's the the price is too high or whatever it, it must be it. the price must be jacked up but he can't move it he's been trying to move it for a while now and he can't sell it
8: well you know what's going to happen because you see that across the country people trying to sell these luxurious homes in Florida on the water they start out at like 42 million all of a sudden two years later they had to settle for 22 million oh yeah, but... no I, to
5: 42 to actually for 22 it's down at the lows it's in the same building as the lows oh is that where it is yeah, and um, I was actually going to dinner down there, going down the street to the—I forget what—that steakhouse down there. I forget what it okay. is. Steak Forty Eight. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Steak Forty. I was going to Steak Forty Eight, and of course, you know, I—I uh, I pull up, and everybody was talking. Hey, I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool, you know." Yeah, and the guy comes out with two big dogs, man. I mean, these dogs were huge. They were uh, two Irish wolfhounds. Whoa! Mm. And he said, "Yeah, you know, Ben's uh, Ben Simmons is my neighbor." I said, "Oh, okay, Then He said, "Yeah, he's got these two cats that he had before. They're big cats. They're like real life big cats." Yeah. Puma, pumas, cheetahs, what? Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cheetahs. He's got cheetahs so,
0: in his apartment. <laughs> so
5: they he's saying, "Yeah, he's not going to be able to sell that for a while." Oh, uh, you know so I mean? so,
4: the, so the cats did some da- some damage, I guess.
5: Well, I don't know what it is, but Oh. They, you know, so they just can't yeah. Cat urine. Oh man! No, they're not living there. No, he's got the cats with him. Oh, okay. But okay. they're like, like, they're like, they're, they're, not really domestic cats, but they're cats that. I mean, let me look it up. Oh, see. Bob-cats. No, bob-cats? Bob-cats. bobcats. No, they're <laughs> not Let
7: me see. <laughs> let me see
5: are they cougar? cougars? Cougars? <laughs> Probably so. Him and uh, what's his name? Hanging out in New
8: York. Wait, let me guess. Ocelots. Are they ocelots? <laughs> yes, that's. I think that's what they are. Ocelots. The, that's like a bobcat. That's an. That's like an. African Whatever it is, cat. it's
4: not a normal cat. Ben's got to have something different.
8: Wait sure a minute! This dude's got an exotic cat living in his place. He's got two of them. Because you've got to have permits. On cats. Them. They won't let you let have those living in the city.
5: Bro, I'm just letting you know what he has, bro. He has two cats, and right. they were attacking people. I guess But All you right. got
8: to find this. You got to find this bear. You got to find it. And now you got me. I got me searching now. I, I literally think that's what they are, though. I All think right. they, he says,
5: um. One of them was four thousand. One of them was six thousand. Sure. Spent ten thousand on two cats, and we're my man likes to spend that. Coin, man, he said he re- immediately regretted it. I had two Savannah uh, Savannah cats.
4: Have no, heard of, those. of
5: them. Well, Savannah cats. Yeah, me neither. But he said they were they're like wild. They were wild cats that, that domesticated them. You know, it's kind of crazy. Oh, oh yes, yeah.
8: yeah, I have two. I had two Savannah cats. He splashed out a total of 10000 for these cats. Savannah cats. I've never heard of a Savannah cat. Man, these guys just love what? to spend their money in bizarre ways. Anyway.
4: All right. Um, so we come back. NFL talk. So the, the the Colts have hired an offensive coordinator or a guy to call plays. Jeff Saturday, who's been on the job for uh, like 12 hours, has now a, call, a play caller. And it's about as bizarre as the Jeff Saturday hire. So we'll get into that. Who is it? You will not know the name. Okay. I can promise you that, but mm. I'll give you his background. Okay. It's, uh, this thing gets weirder and weirder in Indy, man. It just does. It's, uh, Jim Ursay Sturkis. Yeah. You know, and he had been, he had sort of, uh, taken a backseat a little. He, like he's always going to be a guy who's unconventional Ursay. But he had, for a while, I think at least, let his football people do their thing. I don't think that's the case anymore, man. This is uh, this has the earmarks of him written all over it, and I think everybody in the organization is kind of looking at it like, "You got to be kidding me! If this is even happening?" So uh, we'll, we'll dig into it. I'll, I'll give you the background of the guy who's who's uh, who's calling the plays now. We'll do all that. We got a lot of stuff in store for the NFL. There's tons. We're gonna do a little buy sell uh, as well. So you don't want to go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So ask yourself the question. Go out there, take a look in the yard, look around the house, whatever the case may be. If you have any tree issues in your yard or on your property, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts trimming all types of trees and they service southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in full tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we got the time of year where it's a little crazy. I was out today doing some stuff. It's very windy. It's a good time to get your trees evaluated. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610 850 2848. 610 850 2848. Or online at flintreeservices.com. That's FlynTreeServices.com.
2: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean
10: visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit since 1977 at rafferty subaru we have always been about our customers and the community early on a safe and durable option we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to kelly blue book over the last 14 years we've donated thousands of dollars through the subaru share the love event and found homes for hundreds of pets the rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why.
3: The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
4: Back everybody. We are Sports Stake, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Tuesday. Our little NFL talk, fellas. So first and foremost, the uh the Ravens beat the Saints last night. Ravens go to six and three. Saints are now three and six. That pick, that Saints pick that the Eagles own would be the sixth overall if the uh if the season ended right now. Top six pick. What a what a what thievery <laughs> by Howie. You yeah, know, right there. That's, that's, oh, that's, that. been right. <laughs>
5: that's just gotta be the biggest smooth job I've ever seen, man. He just got him and he, he he lifted him. He lifted up he lifted from them a top ten pick. Yes. Right now. And 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 what did they get from that pick? They got Chris Olave.
4: Uh did they take Olave? I think it was Olave. I think it was Olave. You're right. Yep. So he was Who, a really good player. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Well, I tell you what, the Ravens showed last night that it's not just a two horse race in the AFC because that Ravens defense played like that Ravens defense from a few years ago when they were dominating the AFC East. Um, man, yeah, I tell you what,
5: Raquan Smith.
8: Great move. And, and not only that, but what about Kenyon Drake? Yeah, my goodness, running the football—that dude runs hard, man. He was toting that thing, wasn't he? They you just you, need you know, to get a
4: little bit healthy at receiver. Yeah, get Andrews. Back, yeah,
8: you know that they're they're going to be fine. My goodness, you know between yeah. them, the the Jets, which are supposed to be a year away, uh they they, they ain't backing down from nobody this season. Yep. You, know, they've got some quality wins. Um I'm still not sold on the Chargers. I think the Chargers, if they get in, they're still a one and done team. You know, I just think that team is cursed. Um, but I think my, between Miami, the Jets and Baltimore, Buffalo and Kansas City, that ain't a guarantee AFC championship meeting now. No, I agree with you. It's not a lot. Not by any stretch. Now, the, look, the big thing is
4: going to be mm-hmm. this this examination of Josh Allen's elbow and how yeah. severe that yeah. UCL UCL injury is, um, because everything in the, in the entirety of the NFL changes, if that's serious. Everything changes. Yeah. I mean their backup is Case Keenum.
8: Oh no. Oh. And we haven't <laughs> even mentioned Cincinnati. Cincinnati hasn't hit their stride yet. No. I no, no, don't they're, think they're Cincinnati will him. hit
4: their stride. I don't think
5: so. I, I think because no. no, they, they don't they, they don't have the uh what's his name back? Here?
4: Um Jamar Chase. Jamar yeah, Chase not yet. Until yeah. Jamar mm-hmm. Chase
5: comes back, that offense will be uh a run dominant offense.
4: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there, um, you know, with them. But that I, I can't emphasize enough what happens if Josh Allen goes down, man. That, that's,
11: uh,
4: oh, uh it's going to be scary, man. And he was he was hurt in the pocket on this one. He got he was hit in the pocket as he threw, and he sort of grabbed at it. And then he, there was a passing play after that where he threw it low and he grabbed at it again and. They downplayed it after the game, but I, you know, I would assume we're going to know something pretty soon of how bad it is. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to see people get hurt. But it, it will change the AFC in a huge way, and and you know, who could possibly win the Super Bowl in a big way? Yeah, so. that's, that's their season if he's out. Yeah, no question about that. Um, all right, so I mentioned we talked about this yesterday: the the Colts hiring mm-hmm. of of Jeff's, Jeff Saturday. So um, they they have they have tapped a guy named Parks Frazier. To be the offensive play caller, who? So here's the here's the history of this guy. Well, can, he, can you say it again? Parks Frazier. Parks. Parks, Parks Frazier. Parks. Oh, Parks. Yeah, like P A R K S. Yeah. He was the quarterback. He was the. He's the he's the pass game specialist. That's slash, what I saw him as. Yeah. Yeah, assistant QB coach. So. Right. He was the assistant quarterback coach last year. He was the offensive quality control coach in '20, which means a pretty low man on the totem pole. The year before, he was the assistant to Frank Reich, preparing daily practice plan, call sheets, and scripts. This guy's calling the plays Sunday. What? Well, let me let me explain this to you. I understand. Thirty years old. I understand
5: how this can go down like this because my last year in Philly in 1998. We went three and 13 and we had Dana Bible. Oh, geez. Dana Bible was our officer coordinator. Fresh, you know, coming in off from college. Dana Bible comes in. First of all, none of the veteran players, respect them. none of them. Not a one. Um, and, you know, Irvin Fryer was like, uh, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Is this what we have called him to plays? It wasn't a good thing. Put it like that. It wasn't a good thing. You know, he didn't know what to do. And um, and this is Bobby Hoying's first year as a full starter. Right. Long story long. Halfway through this, not even halfway through the season, like after week eight or something like that. I mean week six or something like that. I think we just played San Fran. Just lost to San Fran. Bill Musgrave, who was on who was on a roster the year before, ends up being our offensive coordinator. He wasn't even offensive. He wasn't even calling the plays. He became our officer coordinator for the rest of the season. So that's how bad stuff got. A player, he was just a player maybe even like 10, 12, point, 10 12 months before he was on a roster as a player and still looking to be on a roster uh, the year we picked him up as a mm. coach, quality control guy. He became the offensive of coordinator, so I understand and feel what he's what they're going through right now.
4: Yeah, I can imagine what those the, the veterans on that staff are, are, are right, are, right are, are thinking and saying to themselves like, you got you can't be serious with this. I I, I don't know. If Look, I'm, if they if they buy in, great, but I, I this is a tough buy in for me if I'm one of those guys.
8: If I'm Gus Bradley and John Fox and I'm and you bring in this this dude, this computer dude, and and you you telling me he's calling plays for Sam Ellinger? Who's already got issues? He's already been dumped nine times this past week. And you, you, if you're if you're calling plays for Matt Ryan, okay, Matt Ryan, he sees everything. He can call the audibles, adjust, make the adjust sight adjustments at the line. Sam Ellinger's go, is going to the line of scrimmage. Man, his knees are shaking. You know, he's thinking about I got to get rid of this ball as quick as I can. I don't care who catches it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care well, what jersey catches it. I'm not taking it down. Necessary. I can't believe they stooped to this level. Uh,
4: it's amazing, and look, maybe they catch a break because they're playing the Raiders because the Raiders have been just a full blown disaster this week. I don't know, but you know, guess who they play the next week? Who? The Eagles. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but oh yeah. Even even looking
5: at even looking at that, I can't see how you when you have like a guy like Kevin Mawai as the offensive of line coach, he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Reggie Wayne, in the organization.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Who that has to be a guy? He was the second best receiver Indy's ever had, and he's not considered in that process of 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 you know making a a, a, a that's embarrassing
4: making a choice in a, in a, in the head coach. How does that happen? I just I mentioned to you guys the Rooney rule yesterday, but I'm going to even broaden it even more. If I'm any coach who's really paid their dues, like I got to be saying to myself, this ah, is da, da. what this is what this is. Like, what, what what are we doing here? You know, what why am I doing this? I, it's and I'm not saying this just started this kind of stuff. I know it's been going on for a long time, but this is an extreme. Well, this it's, is it's good old
5: boy system. this,
4: yep. this is why you had to have something like the Ruder Rule in place
5: because, I mean, to be honest, it's it's. um mm it's the owner's team. He paid for the team. It's his that's his. That's right. It's his team. He wanted his guy there so he hired his guy. Yep, plain and simple. But yep. it's just I mean, it's a slap in the face to guys like Eric Bieniemi, Rich Gannon, I mean uh, uh Jonathan Gannon, you know, all these guys that went through the process of 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 trying to be a head coach and never really getting that opportunity. This is exactly why this thing sort of thing happens all the time. Hmm. You know, never got an opportunity to be a head coach. And this guy has never had an opportunity to be a coordinator or even an assistant. An assistant, not even an assistant, not even an offensive line coach. Nothing in the NFL. He has done nothing. He was a high school f- football coach. Yep. Yeah. And he's now that guy.
4: It's one of these stranger stories. It's been a really weird NFL year. I thought you were playing, though. When you first said it, I thought, nah.
5: I've never heard about, anything
8: Rob? like this before. No, right, like,
5: I, I, he, he, Rob said, I'm like, Rob, he's smoking
4: that stuff again.
8: He got I got guy. into the like, Aaron Rodgers stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, he yeah. got
5: it. There. He didn't nice. got, he didn't went to a uh, – um, he didn't went out to a uh, – To peyote. Yeah. yeah. Amazon out to the peyote desert. ain't no joke, man. Either Johnny. Amazon or 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 he went to the
4: Grand Canyon. And I was, wish. You know.
8: yes. <laughs> uh, yes. To the deserts of cool. Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. I can't
4: – now all of a sudden, like, I, I was going to pay any attention to that Colts Raiders game. I, I'm, like, locked in on it now. Like, that's no, one of no the games question. I'm totally going to be paying attention there's to. No gotta, question. I'll be honest with you. Oh my god, unbelievable. Can right.
8: you imagine if the Raiders lose to this mess? Josh McDaniels will will that's He'll it. He'll get fired. He'll yeah, get he fired. He will
4: not coach the next game if they lose. Immediately. Yeah. yeah you and get, and you, if if the Colts you, offense lights them up?
8: <laughs> whoa. And more importantly, with that firepower they have, if they don't if they don't score big points against the Colts? Yeah, man. This offensive guru who we 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 turned this over to? Got to go. You got to go. Best
5: receiver in the league. You got a really good running back. You have one yes. of the best tight ends in the league in Waller. What, Waller's yeah.
8: become a total
4: nine factor by the
5: way. Two, is, great,
8: two great yeah. wide receivers. What are we doing here?
5: Yeah. We got Chandler and, and 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 Crosby rushing the passer. What are we doing? You
4: know the thing is, if it wasn't for the Packers and the Bucks and the Rams. They're, you know, the the Raiders would be on every first and foremost on everybody's, you know, yes, list. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they're just lucky that you know, you know some other teams have really underachieved. That is
5: absolutely ridiculous.
4: Oh my god, um, it it doesn't end for Brett Favre. So there's a company, oh, two companies that he backed that were drugs that were supposed to help you with concussions and symptoms and all this other stuff. They overstated the benefits of the drug,
7: okay.
4: and. I'm telling you, man, it's it's about to rain down on him. He, he's he's he ain't going to keep ducking all this stuff. No, eventually it's
8: coming. No. It's coming.
4: There's a bill due pretty soon. Yeah,
8: I <laughs> mean, you me, know what? Tell you that. People people loved him as a player. He was the ultimate warrior, the true gunslinger. He's the favorite son of the state of Mississippi, his own state. But you know what? It only goes so far now because the allegations that have come out against him, of course, initially he pulled this. I, I didn't know they were doing that with the money. Okay, they can only go so far. Now a second story's come out yep. about this. Are you serious? Right. Like, what did he... What? what explain to me what the so second... It's,
4: he, two, two concussion drug companies backed by Brett Favre uh, are in a massive welfare fraud case over... You know, he's, he's already enmeshed in the, in the welfare thing, but... The, the companies overstated their NFL connections and exaggerated the known effects of the drug during efforts to raise money. According to multiple interviews, this was initially broken by ESPN. So um, Prevacus and Press, Pressel MD are the two companies are alleged to have received more than 2.1 million in Mississippi funds that were earmarked for welfare families. Jeez. So anyway, you, you get the gist. It's sort of the same vibe to what was going on before with this guy. You know, it's the same sort of scam. It feels like with, with
8: here, here, here's a, here's our uh, f- officials are going to get bread our, uh f- feds state, whoever, whoever's investigating this, all of these, these, these tentacles that he's, his name is attached to. Somebody's going to be approached. Hey, look, man, you're in real deep you could be doing five to 10 here, but you can do yourself a great service. If you give us Brett, what do you know about Brett? Yep. And that's when, that's when all of a sudden the dominoes start to fall when somebody buckles and they start thinking, about, man, I ain't built to do five to 10 years in jail. What How you many getting...
4: detective shows have you seen where they're like, Hey, listen, yeah. I got you right now. You make a yes. deal. Yes. It ain't going to be anywhere near as bad for you yes. as it is for him. So you, first come first get, serve. You might
8: yes. get six months and, and three years probation. Yeah. Hey man, let me tell you something. I was with Brett last Friday night. I signed the document <laughs> papers with him. Matter of fact, I licked, licked the envelope and I put it in the mail with his signature. <laughs> on. I tell you exactly where it went to, what time it arrived at its destination, and who picked it up on the mm-hmm. other end.
4: It's coming. It's coming. I'm, I'm you. It's well,
8: coming. It's the brother from the bank. <laughs> let, me yeah. tell you let, me tell, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell a fair tell me. Uh, here's your options, Mister Gun. Three to five, or if you if you give us names. You might get off on three years probation and yep. two years house arrest. Hey, look, man, it was last Friday yeah, night. You got a it pen. Was about 10 of us in the room. You got a pen? I got 10 <laughs> names for you right now. You I don't know tell- why Barrett did that, but hey, <laughs> he <saying> like that. <laughs> Barrett told me it was for a good cause. I didn't know what I was signing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He didn't tell me it was for help Barrett buy a new 47-foot boat foundation. I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh,
5: and that scoundrel, God. Robert. I tell you what, I'm
8: Robert. is you. Just the worst. I know.
4: I'll be, I'll be finishing the show in cuffs, in bracelets, as they
8: say. You get know what the bracelets? Mr. Out. You know what, Mister Officer? My grandfather always told me never just trust a man to eat dry Cheerios, and I didn't believe. It. I didn't want to believe. it. <laughs> so that's more on you
4: than it is on me, but that's true. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. If we get anything else, we'll keep you posted on that one. All right, Gunner. The hits keep coming for the Packers, man. Rashawn Gary's officially done for the year with an ACL. Eric Stokes probably done for the year with ankle and foot issues, ankle and knee issues. I don't see this thing. I know the whole Aaron Rodgers is all in, relax, and all that. I don't see it happen. I think they're cooked.
8: No, no. Defense has had problems all year uh, against the run. He has nobody to throw to, and I think body language said a lot against the Detroit game. When you looked at the highlights the NFL Network showed, um, that the, the one ricochet, the one interception he threw ricocheted off a helmet. He's thrown that pass a million times that quick dart over the middle touchdown. This time it ricochets off a helmet, and you can see him cursing under his breath. And then the next one, he rolls out to the white, the, the to the right. The The tackle is wide open in the end zone. And how many times have we seen Rodgers throw a football 50, 60, 70 yards off his back foot? Most quarterbacks can't do that. He can't, right. he only has to throw the dog on ball 15 yards. He threw it. It barely went beyond a line of scrimmage. And it didn't go any farther than the defensive end. Aiden Hutchinson was standing and go, hey, it's raining exactly. footballs. Exactly. And snags it in the end zone. Yeah. And well, then he stands on uh, a one plate where he does like this. That body language says it all in terms of his frustration his level of frustration. I, I look at it, man. You're right, man. I look
5: at it and and I, I see, you know, some, you know, like ESPN saying, Oh, maybe they need to sit him and and, and play uh love. Hell no, you about yeah, to pay Steve this. Yeah. You gotta, why would you? He's under contract for 150 million, a three year contract worth 150 million. Why would you put him on a bench? That doesn't make sense, and it's all guaranteed. What are they thinking about? Why, and, that's and, not even a topic,
8: no. And he's the highest paid quarterback in the game right now.
4: But, but yeah. here's the thing
8: on, on top
4: him. of all that, like. I get it. He hamstrings everything you can do, but you gotta have better receivers. If you're you gonna do. have a quarterback yeah. like that and pay him you that do. money, you gotta have somebody for him to throw to. Him.
8: That's the front office problem. That's that's what Green Bay fans have been screaming for the last two years. They drafted no receivers a few years ago when you had the deepest receiver class. And their, you know what their answer was? Well, we had our iron two or three of them, but they went before we before we draft. You know what? You do like the better teams, you make a trade to move up. If you wanted one that bad, you'd make a trade. There was free agents out there. They all these free agents went elsewhere. You, you, you couldn't have done something creative to get a Tyreek Hill. You know, they supposedly Green Bay was in the final running for Chase Claypool, who went to Chicago instead of Green instead of Green Bay, because you didn't do enough. Green Bay was interested in Darren Waller. You didn't do enough. You left this man on now, granted, he's a yeah. prima donna, no question about it. But he's your two time defending MVP. And you give him that crap to throw to? Yep. You let his favorite target walk. Let me tell you something, man. I'd have set landmines around Devontae Adams. I'm sorry, but there ain't no way you're getting out of Green Bay. There ain't no way. You dab him. Yeah. And you let him go to him. well, we offered him the same money. So why did he want to leave there? You're playing with a future Hall of Famer. What was the bottom line? We may never know that you that he left it. And why didn't you get somebody else in free agency or the draft? Or the trade deadline. There's all kind of receivers moving around. You couldn't get one for him to throw to. No, you you, it's it's crazy. So it how do crazy. you really feel Derek? Yeah, Derek. That, <laughs> okay. I'm done. Man, I, I, I'm I put done the now.
4: I put the coin in and he just went <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I'm done. All right. uh, wait, wait, right.
8: wait, 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 wait. All right, <sighs> okay. there you go. It no doesn't understand. make
5: sense, man. It just doesn't make sense, man. No, it does. You cannot that's um, not even a conversation that you're gonna let love go anywhere.
8: Um you know,
5: yeah. Go ahead, man. Sorry. It doesn't make sense that you say, are you going to put love in the game because it, you need to sit him? No, you can't sit him because he's going to be there the next two years for sure. Finish it out. Get these guys up to speed. Right. Chop this season up as a loss. All your, your your job right now is to get and build chemistry with the players that you have in your locker room right now. Man. Get the chemistry between them yeah. and, and get your ass off that daggone podcast talking crazy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Leave that podcast alone, man.
8: But they do have a big dilemma because um, when they made the transition from Favre to Rodgers, Aaron sat on the bench three years. He was still under a rookie contract. Aaron still has two more years left on his current deal. Uh, Love, rookie contract, is about to end. They've got a decision to make. Now, if he is the heir apparent, you're just going to let him walk? You're not going to franchise tag a backup quarterback that's never been heard of. You're not franchise tagging a uh, backup, paying him $20 million to sit on the bench. i would tell you so, this if he was uh, anywhere near
5: anything, he, uh, Brett Favre, I mean, uh, uh Rogers would yeah. not have gotten the contract he got.
8: You agree? I agree. They don't, they, I'm, I'm tell, they really don't
5: want him there. The head coach doesn't want him there. Who, Rogers? Yes.
8: Oh, uh, no. He, they, he wants a quarterback he can groom to play his style of offense. Yes. And that kid, love, may be it, but. Do you let Aaron at what point do you let Aaron Rodgers go? And here's the bigger kicking of teeth. Let's say they let Aaron Rodgers walk, trade him or whatever the case may be. You turn it over to Love, and then all of a sudden next year you go out and get three or four pass catchers. You know, you look at Kansas City, they let Tyreek Hill go. Yep. But what did they do? They went out and got Juju Smith Schuster, Marcus Valdez Scamley. Uh, who else did they pick up? They picked up another one not too long ago. Um mm-hmm. Before the trade deadline, uh, another pass.
4: I don't know. Yeah. Tony.
8: So Kansas city's getting him all kinds. Now maybe it may not be Tariq Hill, who by the way just happens to be leading the NFL in receiving yards right now, but no. they got him enough options to where that offensive machine in Kansas city doesn't stop. Yeah. not No, you you're just right. Blew up green it was a offense.
4: calculated mistake. Yes. It really was. Yeah. Yes. They, built
8: it. they were
5: building on that mistake. Immediately after it
8: happened, yes. Immediately they were trying to
5: bring in people. Valdez Can showed up in the locker room.
8: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Juju showed up in the locker room. Green Bay's decision makers took the TNT charge and they already pushed it and blew that up. All right. Well, well, like speaking of that, let's
4: do a little buy or sell. Do a little buy or sell. All right. All right then. This is more belief that there's a playoff run in this team and or could go you know make a make a splash when we do the buy and sell it we don't put the eagles in there we're not putting like teams that are that are upper echelon kansas city etc it's teams that are sort of maybe bordering a little bit that could go either way all right uh chargers who seem to come up every week in the buy or sell i i I am firmly in the i have no idea with this team if i'm being (laughs) i'm trying to be honest
5: uh, you're right, man. Uh, I don't know what they are. What are they? Uh, what are they? I, I don't know. It all season,
4: like let me put it this way: they're five and three. Would I be surprised if they made a run and got in the playoffs? No. Would I be surprised if they didn't? No. Exactly. <laughs> I, I never, really,
5: I never really thought about what Derek was saying. Derek always says um, he was, he, you know, he covered them for four years when he was down in San Diego, and they've had all the talent in the world, and they still have accomplished nothing. I really sat back and thought about it. Yeah. He is absolutely right. It's they have had great players there. Had a great quarterback there. Great player. They had they had a a, 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 a Hall of Fame running back
8: mm-hmm. there. LaDainian yep. Tomlinson. Drew, Drew Brees was there. Yep. Yep. Look,
5: look at that defense that they had. They had a difference with Marlon. Sayow and that crew. Yeah. Seau,
8: all these They did
5: absolutely nothing. Yep. So, Dude, myself, you're right.
8: They did nothing. When I cover the team, I told you when I covered the team, the quarterback was Dan Fouts. His pass catchers were Charlie Joiner, John wow. Jefferson, Kellen Winslow, James Lofton. Later, James Lofton—they did nothing. Yeah, nothing. Wow, nothing. It's been the history of that franchise. Man. And I'm looking at them now. They're five and three. They're sitting in the right now. They control the seventh and final playoff spot, but New England's closing fast on them. Yeah. New England's is all set and woke. Got, got the wake up call. I don't know what the Chargers are. I yeah, mean, I you know look, look at the talent on that team. Look yeah, at they're what they're right now.
5: And, they're still five and three right now. They're there five. You know.
8: They're five and three. But are are you comfortable buying this team? No, no, I'm not. No, not one bit. Um,
4: well, you just mentioned the Pat, so I'll, I'll throw it out there. I, I they feel like the Chargers to me. They kind of go either way. I just don't know offensively if there's enough. They they still have Belichick and they still have defense. A good defense. It, Judon makes you know a million plays every game, yep. but I, I don't. That's the best division of football. It's it's with the NFC East.
8: It's it's right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm That's buying. The... I'm buying the Patriots. Okay, Barrett, you buying, I'm the buying. bats? I'm still not buying
4: them. I'm um, uh I'm gonna buy him. I'm gonna buy him. Yeah, like don't, don't love, but I'm gonna buy him. Nah, uh,
8: Jets, I'm stay buying. in the East. I am buy. Barrett. I'm not buying them either. The Jets? You're not buying the Jets? No, I just don't like the quarterback. I don't either, but may I tell you what, they got talent everywhere else on the field, and they showed me something going toe-to-toe with Buffalo. That was impressive. They, they, showed they, me uh, something. they, got they played
5: out of the – that would be the best game they play for the rest of the year. Everything else is going to be horrible.
8: Or they could Putrid. springboard – it could be. It could springboard them you're to right. run. It you're could, right, you're right. But I they, think they, they, well they
4: they're at New England. This is we're going to find a lot out uh, after the buy. They, they have the buy, and then the following week, which is November twentieth,
8: they're at New England. That's a huge game. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying the Jets right now. Until further okay. notice, I'm buying the Jets.
4: Yeah, I'm buying too. I'm buying, but I'm with Barrett. I have trepidation about the quarterback, but I like too right. much other
5: stuff right. there. Wilson, the mama slayer. There we, you here we go.
4: You, you just
8: had, had to open that you, you could
4: not help yourself, man. Watch,
8: watch the, watch the chat room. Here now. it comes. Here we go. <laughs> the
4: there Mama go. Slayer.
8: All right, just sit back. It's about to start. Oh
4: my um, uh, dolphins. I'm buying. Oh, I'm definitely buying.
8: buying. I'm buying. When two is yes. healthy,
4: man, they have that 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 quick strike. And and Tyreek oh Hill Waddle. God. Are nasty.
5: No, Waddle nasty. is amazing, man. Yeah, he doesn't waddle. get
8: recognition because of Tyreek,
5: right? Right, and he's the, they are like downplaying him while he's running past everybody.
8: Yep. As I sit here week nine, I have to change my opinion of Tua. They are a much better team with Tua under center. I have to change my opinion of him. <laughs> he he's played better than
4: I thought he would, would play right. as well, Derek. I I the thing I just the one I just and this is everybody I know, but I can he hold up. He's a, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Can he hold up? But they're, yeah. they're smartly getting the ball out of his hands. Really? yeah, they are. yeah they uh, are. McDaniels knows what he's doing. The coach. All right. Uh, jump over to the NFC here. Bucks. Absolutely. Sell, 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 sell. sell.
8: I'm selling. Even though they're leading the division, I'm selling the bucks.
4: That, that division's awful.
8: Yeah. It's terrible. Um, and I'm only selling them because they're so decimated by injuries. I think if they had a full arsenal, I would be in on buying them, and I believe the record would be a lot better. But the, the fact that they're four and five, with 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 the collection of players they've had to play with week in and week out—I mean, you got Pro Bowlers who are out, and basically three fifths of an offensive line that was a juggernaut last year is out. I'm, I, I got to sell on them because I'm waiting okay. for another collapse from them. I don't care okay. what, i don't care how many yards Brady throws for, can't buy, can't buy Tampa Bay.
5: Nobody's healthy enough to play.
8: No. Yeah, that's, a,
4: that's the biggest problem. And even, no. God, like, Godwin's not himself. Uh, yeah. You know, guys that are playing, just not all the way back yet. Uh, Falcons. Ooh. You know, better than wow. I thought, but. I'm not buying. Nah.
8: No. Let's see, right now, they're the eighth seed right behind San Francisco. Yeah, they're right there. I mean, uh... I it's, it's,
4: the problem is someone's got to win that division. That's the problem. Yeah,
8: yeah. And and I believe that someone will be new, uh, Tampa Bay, yeah, by default. No, I'm selling the Falcons. I got to yeah, sell. I
4: am too. I don't. I don't buy it. I, I give them credit. They're, they've mm-hmm. overachieved a little bit, but they're not good. Um, um, Rams,
8: sell, 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 sell. They've been sold. Sell.
4: sell. Offensive line, quarterback reverted back in part because of the offensive line lack of weaponry in general. Never figured out Allen Robinson. Uh, defense is not playing as, as well as, you know, they did last year. Uh, even their better players. You know, Aaron Donald hasn't been the same guy. Jalen Ramsey hasn't been the same guy. So
8: they've, they've lost four of their last five and their four losses have come to 49ers Cowboys, 49ers Buccaneers division. I mean,
4: conference, you're awful.
8: You're awful. And I'm looking at the rest of their schedule right now. They still have to play the Cardinals, the chiefs, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Seahawks again, the Chargers. Uh I'm I'm definitely selling. No way. It ain't yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh 49ers. I'm buying. I'm buying the 49ers. If that team gets healthy, they're gonna go on a run. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> to me, I think they're the most dangerous team to the Eagles, to be honest.
4: In the in the in, in the NFC.
8: Yeah, in conference. I think they're more dangerous than Dallas. I'd still go
4: Dallas, then I'd go them. I I, I think they're more dangerous than the Vikings.
8: I the think I think I don't. The most, I think they're the most rugged team in the NFC. Okay. That would be the most the biggest challenge to the Eagles. So
4: you're you you like the Vikings Bart, as as the
5: biggest threat? I like the Vikings better. I like Dallas better. I'm not sold with this 49ers team
8: yet. I, I, when they get healthy, yeah, they have been healthy. They have been healthy. They're getting pretty close. They're getting now. close. And you got you know Demikos Ryan's running that defense.
5: I think the defense is good, but I think the offense. Too many gadget plays. I just I, I don't rely. I don't I don't like them. I don't like them. You got okay.
8: you got Christian I'm not McCaffrey, buying. I'm not buying. Let's see. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, and George Kittle. Yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying right. that thing.
4: Right. Yeah. I'm not. I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll throw it out there. Cardinals. I'm I am so soul, well, soul, 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 soul.
8: Stink. Goodbye. You can give me a pair of sweat socks for the Cardinals. All All right. Right. All <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. you can sell them at the mini mart bro exactly at the, at the weekend flea market I'm, some, I'm yeah. pop up,
4: some pop up yeah. on the side of the road
5: right right right
8: matter of right, fact right. i may i may i may pay you money to take them yeah
4: right.
8: i hear you uh all right i'll, I'll just take the last one because he goes play him this week
4: commanders i'm selling the commanders uh so selling. no no.
8: Selling, selling, selling. no they make they're an interesting team they keep games interesting yeah. They just can't win enough for me, and the quarterback situation is a mess. Yeah. The offensive line and the quarterback is a mess. The defense is decent; they've got pass catchers, decent running team, but the two biggest elements—the offensive line and the quarterback—is a mess. So I got to sell them.
4: Yeah, like I, I they, I, it's. I sense that you're going to have a new coach there, and you're going to have a new quarterback there next year. In some, might form. have a new owner. You might have a, well. That'd be the best thing that could have happened to them, for mm-hmm. sure. I, I think everybody else hopes that he stays in place. Yeah, uh, cause we'll keep screwing them up, but yeah. All right. That was, uh, was a little buy sell. All right. We'll come back. Uh, we'll mix it a bunch of different things. We'll jump around little, little college hoops. Good feel good story. Uh, some baseball, some birthdays. I have a good on this date, uh, for you guys. And it ties into a former Philadelphia athlete. He was at one time a Philadelphia athlete, but a great accomplishment that happened in another uniform. So we'll do that and some movies as well. Barrett Brooks, Derek gunn, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, change management. Change management from Razor Technology. With threat vectors evolving, it's never been more important to monitor all changes in your work environment and set up automated alerts for when something violates an existing policy. Get visibility into the pivotal changes happening to your systems and networks with IT support From Razor Technology, change management is an end-to-end solution for tracking changes across all the systems and networks your business administers so that it has transparency into who's making those changes with enough time to respond and take corrective action if necessary. An unauthorized user, device, or application doesn't need very long to cause serious financial and reputational damage to an organization by altering, damaging, or stealing sensitive data. That's why Razor Technology uses real-time change detection to ca- catch malicious actors in minutes, not days or weeks. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how their managed IT services can protect and enhance your business. Give them a call at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com.
12: It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no weight. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D. Destination Downingtown, nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
2: go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean
13: go passionately go fearlessly go confidently
0: go first. <laughs>
2: At SALUS University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu.
8: Hi. Whoa.
4: Hi. Hi, everybody. What the heck? Uh, Welcome back. Final segment of the show. It's been a fast one today. Hope you're doing well out there. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Steak, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. You catch all of our content. You want to go back and watch any of our shows, portions, or the entirety of the show, just go to jacobsports.com or Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. All right. So a couple things uh, to hit here. Let me give you a feel-good story first before we dive into everything else. You may not know the name, but Keontae Johnson is a basketball player who started his career at Florida. He was a, you know, big-time recruit, you know, et cetera. Had started off his career very well there, and during a timeout of a game, he collapsed and went down, mm. and it was it was a scary situation. You know, young dude, the whole thing. Um, missed a couple of seasons. Uh, In in making his comeback and graduated from Florida, had a year of eligibility left, transferred to uh, Kansas State, a school we may be familiar with, one of us in in particular. But he made his debut there last night and and the kid dropped 13 points uh, in his first game back and said, I don't care how many points I had, man. I was playing college basketball and and loving life. So (laughs) good for him, man. Uh, Awesome story. Very happy for him
8: you know what a story like that he's just happy to be alive man yep. you know and yep. anything and every day that he's given you know based on what you hear and what you read is it, just like christmas every day man considering what could have happened and what is now that's a great story dude it you know, is
4: man yep somebody to really yeah you know, bad you're rooting for them anyway but somebody to really root hard for man so yeah uh, never lie yep so awesome story uh so i thought that's the good I gotta balance it with how my Temple Owls last night lose in overtime to Wagner. I mean, oh excuse me. Oh what, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh Wagner in overtime at Ouch. home. Ouch. Ouch. Unacceptable, Aaron McKee. I love Aaron McKee. Ouch.
8: Ouch. Is he the Doc Rivers of Temple?
4: I'm not going there yet. <laughs> not going there yet. Right now I'm just highly disappointed.
8: To Wagner. Wagner, Wagner, Not and who not knows, excited. man, Wagner. You know, you might look no. back on this next March, Rob. I'm just trying to ease your pain. You might look back on this next March and Wagner might be a tournament team. You don't no. know, and no. you'll say, you know what? They lost to a quality team. You, you might could
5: say that. You, you might, that. might Rob. Yeah, yeah okay. we said the same thing about Minnesota. Remember that? You Minnesota might,
8: you trip. might, Rob. You, you right. just might, Rob. Okay. Rob. There's a positive to this. That
4: helped a little bit. Thank you. A little
8: bit. See, you got to start looking. You got to start looking at your temple hours the way I look at Green Bay. You know what? For me, it's over and I'm content. I'm not. I,
9: I can't on. go
4: over. It's the first game <laughs> of the season. I'm going to go over already. already.
9: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
4: all right. Anyway, get your act together, fellas. Let's go. Anyway. Uh, um, Kyle Neptune made his debut as the yeah. coach. They beat LaSalle. So uh, props to Kyle Neptune uh, last night over the Explorers. Fran Dunphy back at LaSalle. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. But it's going to take a while for LaSalle to dig out of everything that went down there. So you,
8: I know you know your history, but I did not know that Fran Dunphy was on that team in 69 at LaSalle. when went 23-1. He
4: was. He was.
8: He was a really I good player. I did not know that. Fran Dunphy was a two-way player in college. He played baseball, too. Did he really?
4: Excellent athlete. Whoa. Excellent he, athlete.
8: He played for what Tom? He played for Tom Gola? Tom
4: Gola was the coach. They were if they hadn't been on probation over some wow. bogus thing, they would have probably won the national title that year. Uh, really? That Atlas Al team was that good.
8: Jeez. They we're really good. They I feel really bad good. for Fran though. He's seventy three now, and they've called him to try to resurrect that sure. program. Let me tell you something, dude. Yeah. I think I would have gone out of state because yeah. that, that program, man, <laughs> you ain't resurrecting that program. I'm sorry. I, you know? I'll tell
4: you, it's not easy. The, the craziest Fran Dunphy, like, stat or whatever this is, I don't know what it is, but he's coached. He's been the head coach for Penn, LaSalle, and Temple. He has a master's from Villanova. Uh, the The only Big Five school that he doesn't have a tie to is St. <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's crazy. This is crazy. Oh my goodness.
8: Yeah. But God uh, bless him. 73 and he's still, he still loves it. He he's loves still it. vibrant. Still loves the game. Yeah, God does. bless him. He does it. Oh, yeah, I'm I not d- doing
4: anything after this.
8: Yeah. Uh really? Dwight
4: Howard is playing basketball in Taiwan. What?
8: Dwight uh, come on How- wait, wait a minute. Dwight Howard's out of the NBA? No NBA
4: teams had any interest that he so he took his uh talents to Taiwan. How old is he now? He's not as old as you think because he didn't play uh, college ball. He, he's he's only like – I'll find out how old he is. I want to say he's only like 36,
8: 35. Like, You're he's telling me rate. there's not one NBA team that could that could use his services?
4: Uh, I, I'm surprised myself. I You know, he's he's 30 – he'll turn 37 next month, so he's 36. So yeah.
8: what? You know, Tucker, P.J. Tucker is what, 38,
4: 39? Yeah, he is. I know. Yeah, he plays for the uh, the Leopards in the Taiwan T1 League, whatever that is.
8: That tells me he got a better offer going over there because, you know, some of those teams overseas pay better than low-tier NBA players make. Plus, they get free cars, free housing, a lot of them. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Okay, God bless Either it's love of the game or it's something else. I don't money. I don't know. But but wow. who knows? I don't know exactly what his situation is. So uh, that one was interesting. The Angels say they will absolutely unequivocally not trade Shohei Otani under any circumstance. There was some. I don't blame him. Yeah, I wouldn't either. There was some thought that they, you know, if you just tear it down, start, you know, take a wrecking ball to this thing, whether whether that's Otani or Trout or anybody, just start moving people, but they won't be doing it.
8: The way I see it, the Angels have two drawing cards, right? And you can't fill a stadium as it is. Why would I let one of my draws leave? Yeah. Right. He ain't going anywhere. It wouldn't make sense. No, he ain't going anywhere. Plus, I'm not he's doing the it best player in the world, man. That's unbelievable. Pitches, bats. Come on, man. You may, you may never see another player like that again. I don't, exactly. many... man, I exactly. don't think we no, I, Exactly. I, I don't, don't know, anywhere. even
4: know if he gets, we, he gets enough love for what he's doing,
8: honestly. I don't think he does you know um, why? Because if he was on the East Coast, yeah. he'd be he'd be known coast to coast. But because yep. he plays on a second tier team on the West Coast, he doesn't get the recognition. It's two uh, best the, players the, in the league on one yeah. team, man. Isn't that something? Isn't yeah. that something?
4: I think it's he's there. He's buried in Anaheim, and there's the language barrier, and I think both of those things, you know, maybe play into it, contribute, whatever. But yeah, he's he's a remarkable athlete. He really is. Um, on this date, nineteen seventy. Tom Dempsey, sixty-three yard field goal, the longest at the time field goal in the history of the NFL, made more remarkable by by the fact that he he was born what? Yeah. with with not a fully formed foot or right. arm. Yeah. And and the and the ironically enough, the foot that he kicked with was the one that was he, it was sort of a half foot that he had. Yeah. Essentially.
8: When he kicked it, a lot, I remember that well. When he kicked it, then all of a sudden the stories came out. Check his check the shoe he's wearing, loaded stuff up like that, that. That, that, yeah, spike. loaded Ooh. up that that thing. You know, um, I remember that that was talked about for weeks. You know, a guy kicking a football, and that back then it wasn't a soccer style kicker, he was straight on, straight on, yeah, straight you know? on. Yep, so the probability of, of hitting that ball wrongly and having a shank or hook, you know, it was 50 50 on that kick, yeah. you know, yep. And if now you got – who is it, uh, Ers, who was it, Elam, Jason Elam kicks 64. He, Elon,
4: yeah, and and Tucker, well,
8: what, what now, Bear? What? Go ahead. Here, if I it's bad, it so don't read it. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not.
5: I'm not even reading. I'm just. Would Derek say something, and then I, I want to react. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna react this time. I'm not. Gonna Go
8: react. ahead and say it. I, I dare you. Go ahead.
5: I wasn't. No. Oh, I'm, no, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> just talking about a club foot, man. I'm just leaving it. Leave it alone. Man. Leave
8: it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, That's yeah. a sensitive uh, topic. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> leave it alone.
4: All right, so he, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, fifty two. There you go, reel me
5: in. There you go, reel me in. Reel me in, uh, Rob. He's he's a
4: former Eagle, by the way. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Who's that? Tom Dempsey was an Eagle. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think I want to say he started his career. I'm going to check it. He started his career, I think. With the he passed away two years ago. Tom did, but he Mm. he started his career. I'm sorry, he didn't start it here. He was a uh, he was a Charger uh, again when they were still the AFL. Then he was New Orleans. He came to the Eagles the next year after that kick. So he was an Eagle from 71. Man, he played a long time. He played uh, 12 years. Did he really? But, yeah, he played wow. 68 to 79. Um, he was a first-team All-Pro in 69, went to the Pro Bowl, won the Hallis Award in 71. He's a Saint Hall Saints Hall of Famer, is Tom Dempsey. So, um, wow. All right, let's do some birthdays. They're not awesome today. I'll just tell you. Uh, Bonnie Raitt, the singer, is 73 years old. Courtney Thorne Smith of Melrose Place. Is that what it was called? Melrose Place? Melrose Place, yeah. Melrose Place fame. Uh, 55 years old. I think she was an Allie McBeal. Mm -hmm. I looked up way too much information about her. Uh, (laughs) Eric B. of Eric B. and Rakim is 57. One of the uh, original uh, great rappers back in the day in the 80s.
5: Yeah.
4: Uh, Mary Hart. DJ. He
5: was the DJ. That's what it was. He, he was.
4: DJ. Yeah. Uh, Mary Hart, 72, of uh, Entertainment Tonight fame. A diehard Dodger fan. If you watch a Dodger game, she's behind home plate every single game. Mary Hart. Alfrey Woodard is 70 years old. Uh, the great actress. Uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay, 56 years old. And Tara Reed of Sharknado fame, 47 years young. Gunner's <laughs> favorite. Uh, that's all I got birthdays. What do you got? You guys got, um, work?
8: yeah, I got, did she, did, did she ever get a, her, her body fixed? You know, she went through a lot of those. I'm just saying no, I'm just serious. That's a serious know. question. I don't know. Rob, no, sure stop. Sure. stop. Now you're going to get me going. Stop, Rob. Stop. <laughs> I, don't, stop. I don't know if she got her
4: body fixed there. No, did,
8: did you ever hear the story? <laughs> yeah. She had a lot of, she had some implant issues. Yes. Yeah. Not only that, but it was her stomach also, uh, yeah. when it healed, it healed wrong. And then she had it redone again. Yeah. So I was just curious, did she ever get it
4: fixed? I I I don't know the answer to that. I know she had a lot of problems. She, I, I know the know. first
8: time they showed, you know, pictures came out of her when she had the, the top done. Bad. And out of suit, out of suit, left yeah. and right. I hope she that did. Was, that was brutal. What she she really now gotta, I got to look it up now. Who is this? Tara Reed. You never knew this story? Yeah. No. She's been Sarah, American got to come bi, out of the game, man. Be a American of yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. My favorite movie that she was in was uh, My Boss's Daughter. That movie was hilarious. She was good. in That she did a lot of like,
4: yeah, good '90s, late '90s stuff, early yes. 2000s. Yes, uh, and then things kind of went off the rails a little bit uh, for Tara. But you're right. She, she in all in all, serious she got really messed up. She got some, she got. Bo- whoever did that yeah.
8: should have their license suspended for life. I agreed. I agreed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Give me some of the right, birthdays. It, what do we got?
4: Shine. Okay. Um,
5: uh, the rapper. Yep. Whoa!
4: It was <laughs> <laughs> great, man. That was impressive. <laughs> I didn't know you had that in you. All right, man.
5: Oh my goodness! All right, uh, this is somebody. Oh, my goodness! This, this is somebody for D Gun.
8: Who? Mo Castle. Who? the barbecue. Oh Big yeah, Ro. yeah. He's on there. I love that show that he's yeah. on. Um... Uh, what's it called? The barbecue chat? No, Pitmasters. Pitmasters. Yeah, I okay. love that show. Okay. Love Fifty-five that show, years old. Jake that's a, Osborne. That's a big dude, man.
5: Um, J- uh, Osborne's uh, son. Oh,
4: Jack. Jack Osborne. Jack, yep.
5: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bram Stoker.
4: Oh God, uh, Dracula. Mr. Uh, Va- wow.
5: Dracula. Yeah. Vampires. Yeah. He's uh, wow. he's uh, I don't know how he's gone. He, there, no, he, there's no way he's still alive. No, he's no, gone. no, no, no. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> no. Yeah. So he has,
4: if he has, God bless him, man. JJ's yeah. mama.
8: Who Florida Evans? She was. Oh, really? Was oh. Birthday. Yeah,
5: Esther, her they Esther, Esther Rolls.
8: Esther, Esther, yeah, Esther's yeah, yeah. had gone. I took, yeah, so.
5: yep. she yep. is. Yep, yep. And then, um, um, that's that's about it. Okay,
8: well, you got you got Tech Nine, the rapper. Yep, that's right. Uh, yep, Tech Nine, David Muir, uh, from ABC New uh, World News Tonight. Yep, yep. uh, Jack, Je- uh, Jessica Lowndes from 90210. Yep, and Sam Bradford. Oh, Sleeves, you missed Sammy, Sammy Sleeves. That was my dude, man. Yeah, oh, you miss Sammy man. Sleeves, man. Love oh, Scissor too, dude. Scissor too. First yeah. overall player drafted in the NFL. I believe his first contract was sixty-eight million. My man uh-huh. made a lot. That of dude money. stole somebody. He was oh. only here what? He was only in Philly one year. This is he a, had a good age, he did All yeah.
5: his money too.
8: Yeah. yeah, he did. He said all that's it. Money. I'm done.
5: Yeah, yeah. There's, that's for
8: sure. All you right, know, for... his last two seasons, he only played a total of five games. Yeah, yeah. And he signed
5: a contract two years, twenty million.
8: yeah fifteen guaranteed. Incredible. Incredible.
4: Uh, movies. 8 Mile came out 20 oh, years ago. Love that movie.
8: Yeah.
4: Ransom uh, with Mel Gibson in 96. that one also. Yep. Great movie. Yep. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 2000.
8: Very Love favorite it. movie because he can relate to him.
4: <laughs> Thor Dark World <laughs> 2013. Starving Love that. Games Love 2013. Yeah. That. Uh, that's all we got. That's all I got. Oh,
8: what about Midway? Midway was a great oh, Midway movie. Midway
4: was good too. Midway and uh,
8: good. Klaus. Also, Klaus was a good movie. I didn't see that one. Okay. Check that one out. All right.
4: Uh That's it. That is it, fellas. So what? we have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming up. Uh, I want to thank Xander Krause, producing the program. I want to thank Where's all Xander? of you. I haven't seen or heard from him in two days. He's laying low, He's man. He's laying low. I want to thank all of you in the chat section, all of you listening, all of you streaming. You guys are the best. And we will be back tomorrow for three hours of power. Uh sport oh Gunner Gunner's about to dip into a Starburst. Look out. Halloween candy, baby! Stay out of the way. Alright, uh that'll do it for us, and we will see you tomorrow at the same time for Barrett. Derek, I'm Rob. Thanks for watching, everybody.
2: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery,
10: go for the win, go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we've always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on Select Models. Visit us and see why.
3: The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia?